0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to it today, Swakowski the big right-hander lets it go, it's right down
1: Broadway, Dionisio lets it fly, and it's, oh it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater
0: with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to Rain Delay Theater. Today is April 19th, 2019 and we're just back from, uh, our first round of games uh, for the 2019 season.
0: That's right. Uh, So uh, I'm Jack (laughs) Swakowski. And
1: I'm Jeremy... Jack, I'm so excited that I step right over the introductions.
0: Hey, maybe, maybe uh, Jeremy, maybe you're either uh, excited or just you're still cold from the game today, and your brain isn't functioning properly. It
1: might be. I'm 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 a little slow on the draw here.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we had a uh, 44 degree uh, weather. Uh, that wasn't even the feels like. Uh, the feels like was probably about 35. There were 26 mile an hour winds during yeah. this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We got blasted basically by the by the winds uh, in uh, Chicago on the north side near the uh, the lake.
0: Yeah. It was it was a three and a half hour game. Uh, Jeremy Uh, it was started by uh, for the Diamondbacks it was Diamondbacks versus Cubs it was started by a guy named Merrill Kelly for the Diamondbacks he was a 30 year old rookie Jeremy and the way he pitched uh, I think he was trying to work an entire year of service time into one start
1: Yeah, maybe he's just trying to get yeah, trying to make up for those years. He, I guess he came from the KBO, the Korean baseball organization. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it was it was kind of brutal at times. Well, uh, sure. Jeremy and
0: I, we uh, since it's the first week that we were actually able to get to games, uh, we have a very special uh, sort of double episode for you. We yeah. went to a White Sox game on Monday, the fifteenth, and now the Cubs game uh, this afternoon, the nineteenth.
1: Yeah, exactly. A super sized episode for you guys, and uh, I, you know, we hope that uh, you're 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 looking for that. You're ready for. That we, yeah. you know, we've had such a long layoff that uh we gotta hit you with two uh two games and uh we get we got a lot to say about both of these actually. We do,
0: we do. So let's <laughs> let's let's just jump right into it because we've got a lot to cover. Uh yeah. we'll start with the White Sox game on uh April fifteenth, which was a Monday night. Uh yeah. it was a sparsely attended game, uh White Sox versus Royals. Jeremy, it's a game probably nobody is going to uh remember outside of us and maybe the people who listen to this podcast. Sox ended up taking it five to four.
1: Yeah, definitely one guy <laughs> isn't going to remember it, and uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, so it was uh, we we got in the stadium, and Jeremy, the White Sox are always uh, doing cool giveaways, and uh, uh, today they were giving away a calendar.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a cool calendar. It began, it goes April to April, so it's like a baseball-centric calendar, and it was um, this theme of like uh, like. Art like comic book art, yeah. uh, renditions of uh, your favorite White Sox uh, personalities.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, immediately, uh, uh, Jeremy overheard some guy go, "Oh, Jose Abreu, the month of April." Yeah, uh, so he was excited about that. He was. It
1: was like he, he he it was like with anticipation as like you know you'd find out who like the playmate of the month was or, or <laughs> as a teenager. Like, oh, it's uh you know whatever. Like, obviously you didn't know their names, but like you you you'd, you'd like call out who it was or something yeah you know? he was that excited about it so it was that n- notable to him
0: oh yeah and uh Rick Renteria was uh, uh for the month of November so who's, <laughs> to, who's to say he'll still be around then I, we don't know
1: I, I gotta say Jack on the on the ride home we did analyze the calendar a little we bit did, we and did. it was actually like well like put together thought out yeah like uh Dylan Cease uh, uh Eloy Jimenez and uh and Kopech were like the like you know January February March or something so it was like the future, basically, of the White Sox.
0: Yeah, I think they even put Yonder Alonso in June, because he's probably going to be off the team by July. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: so. exactly. Harold Baines was July for the Hall of Fame That's induction right. month. So they, they right. did put some thought into it, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no one could have been more excited than uh, the guy who was, you know, scoping out April. Oh, month of April, <laughs> right? So Jeremy uh, and I also
0: were. Uh, we were we were really wondering if they would actually have scorecards. Yeah, this Yeah,
1: lots of cliffhangers. Yeah, uh, going there, there were. It, yeah, if you if you could if you could make that about a baseball season, a lot of cliffhangers like leading up to the this first White Sox game. And, uh, yeah, at the top, at the top of it, most important to us is like scorecards. And so, you know, as a recap last year, we, we, we were, uh, painfully, uh, like slapped in the face by the fact that they did not sell scorecards anymore. Uh, it took us till the second game of the year, I believe to find out that they had complimentary press, uh, scorecards, uh, behind home plate at the customer relations desk. So, uh, Today, or I mean, uh, on Monday, we were heading into the game to find out. We approached that uh, program stand, and what did we find, Jack? Uh nothing, nothing. They, they,
0: yeah, they didn't. Ha- they didn't have the scorecards there. They had once again. you had programs yearbooks and, like, media guides. The media guide actually looked pretty cool.
1: Sure, yeah. Um,
0: but, the, you know, naturally they sell scorecard, they have scorecards in the program, so you don't want to buy a program every game. So we were forced, once again, to go to the guest relations, uh, station.
1: And luckily they did have, uh, the scorecards again. They were not printed out on those oversized pieces of paper. They're no. on a regular, I think this is 11 by 17. Yeah,
0: they, they're nice scorecards. They're like a scorecard with, like, a little bit more, uh, uh, jazz to it. They could, they could sell it for, like, a dollar fifty.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. People would buy it, um, uh, you know this i guess the same people who were buying the other ones which weren't too many yeah. uh, which is why they discontinued them but um, but yeah it's pretty nice it's all you want it folds up really nice uh, we are still sporting our uh, mini uh, mini clipboards we are we, we, we
0: do still have the mini clipboards uh, yeah. the lady though at the uh, score uh, or the, the media station actually asked me if I wanted a pencil I, I should yeah. take her up on that next time to, to see what kind of pencil they give you
1: yeah and I ask her to write her phone number on it uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, man I mean uh, so, so and any-
1: she would ask how can I write uh, my number on a writing utensil which you know but anyway
0: <laughs> right so, um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, they're, they're nice scorecards. They're written on nice paper. The socks used to, uh, uh, or they're, they're printed on nice paper. The socks used to have their scorecards on like this glossy paper that was hard to write on. Yeah. With it was
1: pencil. like glossy card stock. It was a regular yeah. like scorecard card stock, but it was glossy for some reason, which doesn't jive well with pencil. No. Sure.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, I, I, I will say, Jeremy, I'm pretty satisfied with what we, uh, ended up getting. We got well, a scorecard. We just didn't have to pay for it.
1: Well, that's, I, that's the thing that's like the conundrum of it is like, people want scorecards they're going to pay for them but they not enough people were buying them so they stopped selling them but now they're still giving away for free and we get them for free now. Yeah. We would still pay for them. It's like there's some sort of like uh, uro burro snake eating itself thing that the White Sox can't control, like they can't fathom. Neither can I, and so like we just get scorecards for free. Yeah, that's Yeah, we'll that's, take it. That's the end of it.
0: Uh, so we were, um, we, we we tried to uh, redeem our our ballpark app.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, the thing. the ballpark app. Uh, so for MLB, if you don't have this, honestly, it's it depends on what stadium you're going to. The 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 Cubs, you know, you get nothing because they don't need to give any. They don't need to incentivize. The experience at all. But when you go to a White Sox game, a lot of times you can check in and you can get like a free poster or a free hat or whatever. And so for some reason we checked in uh, this time and there was like, well, actually we walked by the stand first we before we even checked in and there was a stand giving away. Chewbacca bobbleheads yeah
0: Chewbacca bobbleheads because it was uh, the Star Wars convention was in town yeah. uh, that week uh, the thing is the, the, they weren't really giving them away the bobblehead was $15 right. I think yeah. it was like if
1: you checked in you could buy a $15 Chewbacca bobblehead yeah and uh, neither of us are Star Wars nope. heads Um uh you know whatever i don't know how like the overlap of star wars fans and baseball fans like connect but whatever um uh star wars days are like big in yep. in baseball stadium so whatever but um uh and it's like so we were not uh you know motivated by them but like i did figure out like you probably i probably could they were 15 bucks i probably could have tripled that money i, I could have definitely tripled that money i could probably could have quadrupled it if i wanted to selling my hands with uh, some eBay transactions, but uh, <laughs> I figured just leave, leave well enough alone.
0: Well, the the real the real ballpark uh, app giveaway was like a White Sox trucker hat. Yeah, um, looked like right. Yeah, exactly. We didn't, we didn't end up getting that this we, time. We didn't
1: get it, and I, I'm a little I'm regretting it a little bit only because they say that they're going to do a new hat every month. Ooh, okay. and I don't know if we're going to be back in the, in April uh, to White Sox. Probably Park. not. No. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the next one will be cooler. But this one was almost like a '80s themed one. Yeah, like my the White Sox hat that I own. Yeah. With, right. With right. The old softball uniforms. But uh, but yeah. So. It's cool. And so, like, yeah, throughout the year, I guess you'll be able to get a hat. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, it's, that's, they, they really, God, they do everything they can to make you, like, try to enjoy the experience of going to a White Sox game. Yeah. Short of fielding a, a viable team yeah but you know that's the way it goes um so some different like some new looks to the park not not nothing crazy really we were remarking the food stands pretty much looked the same yeah the only thing that that's really noticeable that that i could tell on first glance without digging much deeper is in right field they created like a thing called goose island sponsored by the goose island beer company and it it, they kind of made the right field seats look like like that they were separated, yes. almost like a like goose, like an island. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. And so then like you know, if someone hits a homer there, they'll say like he hit it on a goose island or something. So like, right. it's a good marketing ploy, I suppose.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, actually, one of the cliffhangers which we're going to get to later was: uh, Will there be a new season of Brewing with Ricky? Yeah. You know, so stay tuned for that. Stay
1: yeah. Tuned. Or was it canceled in uh, Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll talk about it. uh
0: okay. So uh, the, uh, there was a lot that happened in sort of the pregame ceremonies, Jeremy. Sure. Uh, it started with uh, one of your boys, Dan Hampton.
1: Yeah, the Danimal uh, yeah. was uh, on the field to like say play ball. I guess that, yeah. that's what his, he was like the official play ball guy, and he was with his son or whatever. And uh, yeah, he he he, uh, he he gave the play ball. Uh, you couldn't be, you can't be over more. Than being a 1985 Chicago. Jeremy, bear.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna say that to you. Uh, yeah, y- you saw Dan Hampton, and you turned into like a nine year old kid. You were like Danimal. Uh, as an outsider, as somebody who's not from Chicago, yeah. I. Uh, uh, it, it baffles me how like you Chicagoans like will still lionize these yeah. uh, these guys. It's not oh, yeah. it's not like that with the uh, with the mid nineties Packers in Chicago. It's it's sure. just a totally different thing. Well,
1: even the the twenty sixteen Cubs are probably never going to be looked at like the eighty five Bears. No, no, they're just like anyone. Like the backup offensive guard, like the yeah the, the like left guard or the right guard of the eighty five Bears is like a hero. Yeah, you know? people people hear eighty
0: five Bears and they just. they they love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, Dan Hampton was kind of, I mean, he was a great player, uh, He's overlooked because he was an offensive or a defensive lineman. Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, I think. Uh-huh. But uh, but Singletary got a lot of the credit, like yeah. for that defense. But like it was all based on Hampton up like up front. Mm-hmm. So uh, and he he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves, even though he still gets plenty of credit. Right. He's been on radio shows. He does like the Bears post game on WGN, I think, and. He's always, like, yelling about the Bears and stuff. And so he's he's a beloved—he's one of the more beloved Bears, he, I'd say. He's
0: a good mouthpiece. Uh, I think he was interviewed extensively in the ESPN oh, yeah. 30 for 30 about the uh, 85 Bears. Um, oh, yeah, man. so he's got he's got charisma, and I'm not surprised he's had a post-football life is what he has been.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, he was there to, uh, you know, uh, say, play ball, whatever. But then it was on to uh, baseball game-related uh, things, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the whole reason—the big reason, like, the headline that we went down there for was— uh, uh, was it Eloy? Yeah, Eloy. Yeah, um, and uh, so yeah, you know, we we as we came up to the seats, we we saw like uh, Eloy, um, Abreu and Moncada all standing next to each yes, other, they like were. doing the national anthem. Yeah,
0: yeah. My first comment to Jeremy was, "What a big guy Eloy looked like." Yeah, uh, he yeah. Looked
1: huge. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a big big dude.
0: Uh, but the thing is, they had him so he was in left field. So Jeremy and I chose to take our seats in uh on on the left field side which we don't usually do uh mainly so we could get a better view of alloy uh we were we sat in the lower deck we paid six dollars may as well mention it we paid six dollars for the seats uh but we couldn't we we couldn't have sat in the upper deck if we wanted to because the upper deck was completely closed off yeah which is pretty pathetic for a major league baseball game
1: it's pretty bad um and we that that was never we no one we didn't try to go up there but like but at some point in like the second third inning we looked up there and like there was literally no one like when you say there's no one here like you know there's a couple thousand yeah. but there was literally no one in the upper deck so they must have been shutting it, shutting it out yep. um and you know sometimes most of the times you get your ticket and it says like lower level access which is again it's just like just fine, just sit wherever you want yep. that's basically what they're saying yeah. um and it was weird cuz like this weird ticket cuz i got it through this place uh it said no lower level access, but then we didn't we ignored that, and like we couldn't have even gone up there if we, even if we wanted to.
0: No, and uh, uh w- you know, when you say well, there's there were a couple thousand people at that game. There really were uh, at this. maybe I would say Ooh. between four and six thousand people yeah. at this yeah. game. Maybe I
1: think that's about about right.
0: It was very sparsely attended. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we were sitting in left field, and uh, uh, so Eloy was out there, and there was a a ball boy in left field who looked like he was about our age. Yeah, and uh, his he, he was not so it was Jackie Robinson Day, and everybody had a forty two on, which uh, which got a little bit annoying to try to score the game. Sure, yeah. Uh, but this guy, this ball boy, was not given one of those jerseys. His jersey said number zero. Uh, and the ball name boy
1: the name was ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever his name is, his last name is Ball Boy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Ball Boy.
0: Uh, and so he was the one who was playing catch with Eloy. Was that for the whole game, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Because he he, I mean, I didn't notice every inning, but at the Fourth, fifth, sixth inning, whatever. I looked and he was doing it, it again. Yeah,
0: so. and he made a, a horrible throw to Eloy at one point. Yeah, the first
1: his first throw, like he threw it wide, and Eloy like Eloy like like lunged for like not lunged, but he like stabbed at it. Yeah, and it's like he could have pulled his oblique or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Why why is the bullpen catcher not playing catch with Eloy? I
1: don't know what it was. Maybe the, that kid only did it twice, and like it was like his thing. Like all right, you'll play catch with him before the first and before the sixth or yeah. something. But like it's like, what are you doing? Like, of all the people. Like, haven't played catch with Lurie Garcia. Yeah. Like, of all people, you're going to, like, risk this guy getting hurt. But uh, anyway, I wanted to do a really quick aside, Jack, about Elo- Eloy's uh, first home run. Okay. Uh, did you see the footage of it at all?
0: Uh, no, I didn't. It was against the Yankees, right? Yeah, it was
1: against the Yankees. So the first uh, time he hit the, he hit the homer— they they showed like the dugout camera or whatever. And like, you know, it's it's popular now to like ice the the uh the superstar, like not give him like not give it up yes. for the the celebration and yeah. then then finally turn it around and, and, and give it up for him. Uh and it's like the White Sox, you know, at times can be like a futile team. They don't execute like on the field. They they come up short. And like the White Sox almost botched icing Eloy. Like, I don't know if you saw it. So like um he comes out and then like he, he comes in the dugout and, and, of course, Ricky gives him a high five or whatever, like a fist pound. And then, like, they have this, like, woman in the dugout now who's, like, give, handing out, like, towels or whatever. Um, like, she gave him a handshake or whatever. And, like, I don't know. Like, the first couple of people in the front gave him a handshake. And then he, like, walked by everyone. And, like, they were, they were all, like, looking at him. But they weren't... They it's like they were only icing him in the sense that they weren't giving him high fives, but they're all like looking at him, yeah. And it was just weird. And it's like I didn't even realize that they were icing him until he got all the way to the end, and like the announcer said, "Oh, they're having a little fun with him or whatever." Yeah. Um. So it's like, man, the White Sox even botched like a, a, a gag on one of their players in the in the dugout. I will say they did redeem themselves. Um, at least Tim Anderson did, who who, who it seems to be one of the few White Sox who's actually executing on and off the field. <laughs> um, but uh, they did a thing where, as Eloy went down the dugout, uh, Tim Anderson grabbed like a, a Gatorade towel and held it up to like. In front of him, like to block the camera, so that so that dugout camera would only see Tim Anderson with a a towel walking into it. Nice, that was pretty good. Yeah, I that, I was impressed by Tim Anderson's like knowledge of like where the camera is yeah. and like how to like mess up the camera shot. Yeah, I wonder if he took some production classes in in school or whatever. <laughs> but I. I, I I had to give it up to him there. So if, if I'm going to criticize him, I got to credit them as well. And so like they they made up for it on his second homer, which happened later that same game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so that was a quick aside. But uh, but yeah, so it's Eloy mania uh, on the south side, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, Eloy was pitching. Uh, Eloy was in left field. Yes. Um, and uh, one guy we certainly didn't come to see was the guy who was on the mound, Irvin uh, yeah. Santana.
1: Yeah. And we should say really quick, like the matchup was like two pitchers with double digit ERAs Yeah uh, not how good. many
0: how many times do you do you see that happen in a season two yeah. pitchers with uh, double digit ERAs and, and one of them was Urban Santana who Jeremy and I were both commenting should not even be in the majors anymore No
1: it's like they got to be able to do better than that for a fifth starter yeah. I would say like I I don't know I can't believe I I'm calling for Dylan Covey but like it's like come on can he do better is he injured I don't even know
0: The the odd thing Jeremy is that Santana's line actually ended up being not that bad yeah. 5 innings 3 runs um 6 hits uh, Yeah
1: if that was spaced out a little more like you you would kind of uh uh say like oh, okay you know that's Yeah fine. he, he but, didn't deserve the good you know, line he got No but uh so he, what you know they do this walk in music now for the yeah. pitchers and it, it, his music was like it was this like sonata, like this like romantic like uh, classical guitar, like <laughs> and it was like this is I, I just don't get how that motivates a, a player, <laughs> but um but just as a quick mention of of, of walk up music songs whatever I I did notice uh, joan Mancada's walk up song was uh, Aprender del Error. <laughs> Like error.
0: Oh wow. Okay. What does like, apprendere mean?
1: I think that means um, take, seize, grab, like like apprehend. I okay. think it's a root. root I should have looked it up. Yeah. But uh,
0: he's got error in his in his name. The word
1: error is in his walk up song. He,
0: obviously, he's not one of those superstitious baseball players.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. He might just not be thinking too. He might just like the the beat or something. I don't know
0: well hey Jeremy uh, <laughs> you know now that we're on the subject of walk-up music uh, yeah. Daniel Polka if I'm not mistaken did not have his salsa music oh yeah I so don't he, think so he, you're trying to figure out why the guy's 0 for 28 going there into go, the game right there. bring the salsa music back
1: yeah exactly yeah, I, yeah that's weird I don't know um yeah, Polka, we were on Polka watch as well, like, you know. We
0: were, so Daniel Polka came into this game 0 for 28. Mm. Um, uh, spoiler, he did not get a hit in that game and uh, the game we saw, but he got he got one the next night and yeah.
1: still got sent down. And then he got sent down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy, the uh, early on in the game, uh, apartments.com did their Kiss Cam.
1: Well, yeah, so we're, you know as as we're looking for the old ones uh, the old uh, scoreboard uh, presentations we're we're on the lookout for new ones as well mm-hmm. and so one of the new ones was apartments.com kiss cam.
0: Yeah, uh and that's not a new um uh idea in in the grand scheme of like right. sporting events. It's a new thing at the White Sox game. But uh, the interesting thing is they hardly ever do the kiss cam at other stadiums anymore. Like it's yeah. too outdated, but yeah. now they have them at the Sox game. Yeah, they
1: they're just getting it now. Yeah. Um it, it was funny to me that it was sponsored by apartments.com because the spokesperson for apartments.com is Jeff Goldblum. Like I don't know if you noticed, but Jeff Goldblum was on the the monitor. I did like, not notice that. He was like pulling a wagon and then. And, like inside of the wagon was like um the bubble of like kiss cam or whatever yeah like, I don't know it was something weird but like um yeah he was uh you know his his he his face is on apartments.com so he was like part of the branding of it and it was just Jeff Goldblum, White Sox game. I, it doesn't make sense,
0: so, Jeremy. It's. I wonder if the uh, the ballpark cameramen before the game are given an assignment like, okay, look for people who are couples, and then we're gonna sh- we're gonna have you show those people. Like right. that's a, that's a lot of pressure for the cameraman to to it, it just had to do an impromptu like, oh, I think these people are a couple.
1: Yeah. No, I know. Actually, my favorite thing about the, the the kiss cam is when they inevitably show like a brother and a sister. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell like it's just weird, um, uh, and that happened. You know, mm-hmm. there were there were there were like some couples. It, it was mostly successful, but there was definitely one that was like, "Yeah, we're related, dude."
0: I think I think <laughs> my parents mentioned that they got on the kiss cam one time. Yeah, I think
1: you told I think you told me that that they were on there. Yeah, whatever. they
0: were. And then the next time, like we went, we all went to a game. Like they had me and my brother sit in between them, so they they made sure they didn't get on. Oh
1: yeah, uh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So
0: hey, man, a lot of pressure to be on the kiss cam. Yeah, you know? for sure. You yeah. know, you don't want to do it.
1: It's a lot to live up to. Jack, I um. So one of the the kind of running themes of last season were uh, the beer vendors. Yeah, beer vendor drama. Yeah, uh, there was no. We did not observe any beer vendor drama. To, to there were not th- a lot of night. vendors out. Period. No, it there weren't. Like. Well, there I were. suppose there
0: within a game with four or five thousand people, there's not going to be.
1: Yeah, they they cut a bunch of guys uh, apparently. Yeah, but uh, there was one guy, and he was new. I did not notice him last year. Uh, and I am gonna dub him officially right now in the first White Sox game of the season as the gangsta beer vendor.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Because he he was like he was like an Asian guy. Yeah. And uh, he had like a goatee or whatever. Uh huh. Um, and he was walking around like, and I heard him before I saw him, and all I heard was like, "Uh, yo, are you ready for a beer? <laughs> yo, how about you? You ready for a beer? What about? Come on, you want a beer? Like." What? <laughs> And, like, it just sounded completely, like, like it's not your normal, like, beer, here, cold ice cold, uh, you know? <laughs> Yo, are you ready for a beer? So, <laughs> that was awesome. He did it a couple times. He came by a couple times, and, like, he was, like, it was almost scare intimidating.
0: Yeah, well, Jeremy, I would have bought a beer from him just so I could, like, do the bit with him, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we should try to
1: find him next time. Yeah, that's right. Give me a beer. Come on. <laughs> don't get those suds. I don't want no suds. Yeah, so anyway, that that would be pretty funny. But uh I, I, I again, something to look forward to through the whole season. Let's hope like we keep seeing him. Yeah. And I would love to see him get involved in some beer vendor drama. Ooh, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh, him and Sam Eagle going head to head.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, that was a fun uh, addition, you know.
0: Well, uh, Jeremy, there, there were uh, uh, some lies of omission, uh, or just flat-out lies on the White Sox yeah, uh, you know, scoreboard,
1: but... This, um, this kind of stuff is everywhere. It's in politics, uh, it's in, uh, uh, you know, the news, and it's in baseball as well. Yeah. Um, so, we were talking, We were, as we were talking about, like, the double-digit uh, ERAs for these players, I wanted to... Sh- they. There's stats all over the board. There's always stats everywhere. But for some reason... And even when we walked out of the ballpark, they did not show uh, Irvin Santana's uh, 2019 stat line.
0: No, they were showing uh, career stats, uh, how he does in afternoon games. Yeah, it was like Uh, night
1: games versus AL Central. or Like like all these tailored stats to make his ERA be in like between three and four. Yeah. Like a, a serviceable ERA. And it's like... And so like I was at some point I was like calling for them to release the stats. Yep. Release the stats. We want to see the stats.
0: Uh, and Jeremy, I think they finally did but it was after he had like settled down yeah, and pitched exactly. a couple innings so his ERA was like 10.05 and not <laughs> yeah. 15.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It went up and then it went back down but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean I was right there I'm like I want the stats. I don't want it redacted. I want the the whole thing. I want to go through it. We deserve we deserve to see the stats. Release the stats.
0: Yeah, you're like the guy from Network, Jeremy Peter <laughs> Peter Finch. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so it was Jackie Robinson Day, as we mentioned. Um, yeah. uh, so uh, the the most annoying uh, it's it's I think it's a it's a great um, day in baseball. Sure. It's it's, it's great to honor um, to honor Jackie Robinson, but they have every player wear the number 42, so it's really hard to score the game. Yeah, uh, it it took it takes a while to fill out your scorecard because you have to keep going back from the roster yeah. to the uh, to the the scorecard to see what number the player is.
1: It's one of those things where it's like, yes, we should honor Jackie Robinson. Should we do it by putting number 42 on everyone's jersey? Is that the best way to do it? I, I'm not quite sure.
0: I, I don't yeah, – no. I, I, I think what they, what they do uh, with the scoreboard, um, you know, they, they played a couple videos uh, of him on the scoreboard, which was yeah. cool. Um, they could do something with the first pitch. Ah, uh, there are a lot of other it, ways you could do it besides putting number forty-two it, on every. It player. just
1: doesn't make logistic sense. Like it's like the numbers are on there for identification reasons, like yeah. purposes. Like it's like why not just have everyone wear a jersey that says Robinson on the back and so like <laughs> everyone's name is Robinson tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, Eloy Robinson, Daniel Robinson, Yoan uh, Robinson, Robinson Robinson. If it's Robinson <laughs> Cano, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like it's like it's just it's it's as like like confusing. It's like. You know, there, there, there should be a better way. I mean, they could even wear... Throwback jerseys. Sure, yeah, throwback jerseys. They have the hats with the patch on it. Yeah. I mean, if they want to all wear a hat with, like, a Jackie Robinson, like, picture on the front instead of the logo. Yeah. Why not do that? Like, that wouldn't affect anything that much. Like, no. As long as the hats were different colors. Like, so I don't, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it was confusing. But um, throughout the whole night, there were uh, Jackie Robinson festivities and, like, videos and stuff. And one video uh, that stood out to us... Was a, a highlight package that was set to a, a memorable jingle or memorable song.
0: It was the beef. It's what's for dinner song. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's it's obviously from something else. Right. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. sound like an ignoramus because I don't know what it is. It's a great. It's a great uh,
1: tune. Yeah. As far as pop culture goes, though, it's the beef. Yep. What's for, it's what's for dinner commercial. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Beef, it's what's for dinner. And that's
0: that's what people are gonna think of yes. when they watch this Jackie Robinson video.
1: Yeah. Like use a different song. They should have like had him shown him like stealing home and then he comes up and he's like, Beef, it's what's for dinner. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jackie Robinson for the Beef Council of America, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh so that was uh, a that, that was that, that was something. Although that was probably one of the better videos they showed. Yeah, all sure,
1: night. yeah, yeah. The, the footage was was awesome. Um, but uh, you know, Jack. So listen, it's early on in our podcast, but but uh, talk about uh, early on in the game, early on in the season. Uh, it didn't take very long for us to have a classic, quintessential White Sox experience, huh?
0: No. Uh, so in, I think it was in the top of the third inning. Uh, so we didn't we didn't quite make it through three full innings. Exactly.
1: It was between the. the it, uh, end of the bottom of the second, uh, going into the top of the third. Yeah,
0: all of a sudden, this uh, guy stands up. He's about 10 rows in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stands up and begins yelling, Fuck KC! Fuck KC! Yeah. Go White Sox!
1: Yeah. Fuck KC! Just apropos... Like, like what? how did the bottom of the second inning end? It ended with uh, a 5-3 ground out by Wellington Castillo. And all of a sudden, he just jumps up and he's like, KC! Fuck KC! fuck KC! I don't even know if he was chanting it on rhythm or he was just no. yelling it. <laughs> He's was <like, laughs> fuck KC! And like, he did it like three, four times and like, enough for us to look at each other and like, start chuckling and then like, I mean, it was like – it's like if you were like – it's like if you rushed the cockpit or something at a at – at a you would get like two steps and you would get tackled by somebody. Yeah, and it like, was
0: very loud yeah. Jeremy. me. I would bet that the players on the field could probably hear it.
1: It was loud because there was no reason to chant anything at that point. Everyone was just like, okay, end of the inning. You want to get some – you want to get up to use the bathroom? You want to get some food? You know, we got some time, whatever. And this guy just is yelling, fuck KC. And like <laughs> – and of course, like he yells it three times, and then like it was awesome. The White House security, not the ushers, but the security, yeah, guys, the security,
0: the guys who look and probably are ex yeah, exactly. cops, yeah, off duty cops moonlighting,
1: yeah, uh, descend upon him, yeah, and uh, and they were like actually as they were walking down the stairs, which was great. Our vantage point was great because we were behind <laughs> the guy, so he didn't we he didn't see it coming, but we saw them coming, and like he motioned to another guy, like. He like did like the "he's out of here" sign, uh-huh. and like it wasn't even like, "Sir, you you can't be doing that." Yeah, it was just like, "You're out of here, you idiot, <laughs> you um, fucking moron."
0: Yeah, and uh, I I think we need to acknowledge like how fast this all happened. Yeah, it like was <laughs> so fast, it was so fast. <laughs> the dude yelled, shouted "fuck Casey," and in
1: ninety seconds later, these they were in his face like trying to get him out. So yeah. we should say that he was sitting with like two other people to his left. Yeah. With the guy, the kid, the person in the middle seemed like a teenager. So he was like a little guy. Yeah, he was probably was in his twenties, but he was like a little. He looked like his crony or something. Like Yeah, yeah. Go get him, man. Tell him to fuck KC yeah, yeah, do it, do it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but, but it was unclear if these two other guys were actually with him because, like they yes. uh, when the cops started uh, or when the <laughs> security started yelling at this guy or talk try, telling him he was gone, the other two guys like just abandoned him. Yeah, and they moved pretty away. much
1: just like like just like disappeared into the background. <laughs> yeah,, uh,
0: and so these these white sox security guards, uh, they they be, they begin to uh, escort him out. there's a there's a brief argument between yeah. it probably lasted two, three minutes. yeah,
1: they're in front of him. They get right in front of him, and they're like, you got, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was, and then the guy, this was the best part of it, like, because he's, like, standing there, like, some some badass being, like, fuck KC, and then, then, then the tables turned so quick that he was sitting in his seat, like, slumped over, like, a little fucking kid getting yelled at by his dad for, like, you know, bugging, like, the old lady down the block or something. Like, yeah, yeah. He was, like, he was, like, sitting there, like, all slunched over, like, getting a, getting a stern talking to by the... By the security guard, and like it was just like what a pathetic loser. And
0: then he, when he finally realized that he was out of the game, uh, then he, he, he got, stood up, and then he got he turned into a badass. Yeah, again. like yeah. that uh, one of the security guards tried to like kind of grab his arm. He said, like, hey, "Don't fucking touch me."
1: Yeah, because at some because he wasn't moving, and so then they finally were like, "All right, we have to physically remove you." Yep. And Then he was, then he got like all puffed up, and then oddly enough, there was a guy behind him in at the end of the row. Um, and I don't know what happened, but like, as he was going out, they exchanged words yeah this this random guy who I don't think was with him at all, he was just maybe sitting there we I don't remember, but they they exchanged words, and like the guy getting kicked out like kind of nudged him and like pushed him over,
0: yeah, uh, well again, it's unclear if they knew each other, right. I don't think they did though,
1: yeah, and- it was almost like it was almost like. If they knew each other, it was almost like the friend saying, like, what are you doing, you idiot? Like, you just got kicked out. And he's like, shut up. And he, like, pushed him. But – because it wasn't violent, but it was, like – it was, like, aggressive. Yeah. And, like – and the guy, like, kind of got knocked over. Then the guys, like – I don't know if they grabbed – they're like, get out. Come on. Go. And, yeah. like – so they get him up out of the aisle and they're, they're taking him up the – up to the right concourse. By us. Right by us. And, uh, and uh, you know, we didn't know if he was going to just shoot, sh- shoot off in odd, well, I, odd directions. I'll tell
0: you this. I didn't want to make eye contact with the guy because I thought he oh. would have tried to start some shit.
1: Wait, Jack, I forgot that I recorded all this, too.
0: Oh, yeah, We you haven't did. reviewed the tape. Yeah, right. We never did. Okay. Well,
1: if it's good, we're going to post it because that, that's good stuff. Because yes. I was hiding the thing and I, I actually felt like maybe you were getting nervous that I was recording him. Nah, I, well, yeah. I, I mean, tried to hide it, but.
0: The stakes were high. So, yeah. For, you and know.
1: it was worth it. And, like, you know, whatever. I guess that's... That's what we do now as a society is we record things for for whatever purpose we might need it later. Um, (laughs) And so he pushed this guy out of the way, but then the guy who got pushed... Was like following behind them as they went up the stairs, and he said something like, "You guys got it. You guys got it." was <laughs> like, "What are you gonna do, dude? You just got yeah. pushed over." So like, it, it it was just such a weird thing. And again, this is all in between the inning. Like the inning, I maybe was just getting started at yep. this point. It happened so fast it did. and so early in the game. It's almost like this guy was like. It's almost like when, like, like uh, you know, an umpire or where a manager gets kicked out of the game to motivate his team. It's almost like he said to his friends, like, all right, I'm going to go for it. And, like, he got up and he's like, how can I get kicked out the quickest? Just because maybe he had to get home or something. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I don't know, Jeremy. It it's absurd. Well, maybe he, like you said, he did it to motivate the White Sox. Yeah, took, exactly. He, they did end up winning the game. So. so,
1: yeah, so, um, I don't know. Do you have any, because I have one theory about about all of this,
0: uh, let's hear it.
1: Well, let's let's. Okay, so this is one of the great things about recording about this game days after to give it a little context. So the way that the series ended up, and it was the last game of the series against the the Royals, which was uh, Wednesday, I guess. Um, I think it was Wednesday, maybe. Thir- yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Um, Tim Anderson uh, got thrown at by Brad Keller of the Royals for um, pimping a homer the first time. And then his next time at bat, they hit him right in the ass. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a... It wasn't a brawl, but there was, like, uh, benches cleared and, like, words were exchanged. Rick
0: Renteria and Dale Swain actually did get into it. Yeah,
1: Rick, for some reason, Ricky Renteria, like, is, is like, throwing down, like, uh, on his home field or whatever. But what I think was... um, I think that that guy who, who yelled, fuck KC, had a field of dreams like vision... Where he saw the field on Wednesday, and he saw that brawl, like, superimposed onto the actual field that was he was seeing in front of his eyes, and he saw the brawl, and that made him say, like, fuck KC! Fuck KC! Because that would be the appropriate response, it wouldn't be the appropriate response, but it would at least make some sense. Why he was yelling that.
0: Well, Jeremy, they said that Tim Anderson then got a one-game suspension for language. Yeah. I exactly. think he was shouting, fuck KC. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. Maybe. So this guy is like some sort of like visionary. He can see into the future, um, at least two days into the future, and only at baseball games. But he, I think he saw that brawl happen, and that's what motivated him to say it. I like it, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like he he looked up at the scoreboard, instead of, Moonlight Graham it said like <laughs> there will be a brawl <laughs> you know on Wednesday <laughs> or something so like maybe this guy isn't as fucking ri- ri- ridiculous as we thought okay he was.
0: I like it Jeremy that's a, that's a good theory and
1: if if he needs me to to represent him like you know uh at a uh Misdemeanor court or something. Well, I'll say that we might as well say
0: this now. So uh, sure. a couple innings later, uh, one of the guys who was sitting next to him yes. uh, was walking up the aisle, and he asked me for his uh, for my calendar. So
1: yeah, so this guy comes up and like he he was he was like. Walking up the aisle and, and talking to different people like, yeah. on each side, and I, and I thought he was asking for money or something. Yeah, I,
0: I yeah. Let's be honest. He looked like the kind of guy who would be <laughs> asking for
1: money. Yes, for sure. And we were at a White Sox game. Yeah, and and so he asked these guys in in front of us, and they said no. And he almost walked by us, but then he did stop and he said, "He he, t- he you were near the aisle, and he asked you for for your calendar." Yeah, and you gave it to him. I did um because you weren't as taken as the other guy was with uh Jose or uh, with Abreu in the uh, month of April. Right. Um and you give it to him and then he said to us uh he's like he saw us keeping score as people like comment as we talked about last year. So he he saw us keeping score and he's like Oh yeah, I used to do that too. I like that. And then, and as he's walking, he goes, "Stenography." <laughs> 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 and I'm like, "Stenography? What are you talking about, yeah. stenography?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, so did he think we were like? Writing in code or like like we were like and and again maybe he's familiar with court stenographers from ex, <laughs> from personal experience or yeah. something but like stenography
0: I, I have no idea what he was talking uh, Jeremy no. I did end up giving him my calendar yeah, and you gave um, him the calendar I he did
1: was pleased and it was a nice transaction yeah
0: yeah I, uh, yeah we but, got a good story he got a calendar but then
1: afterwards that's when you told me that he was one of those guys with the fuck KC guy yeah yes. which made it even the more weird like, it was maybe he was like the that.
0: Terrence Mann of this story <laughs> um, yeah right
1: it's as if <laughs> when they went to like to boston it's like if uh ray was his name ray kinsella yeah, gets yeah. kicked out and Terrence yep. man manager by himself and Then he has to ask someone behind them for uh, for a you know scorecard or yeah something. yeah so
0: yeah. uh so uh, the reason i gave it to him was because it was just kind of sitting on the ground next to me and i was like ah well this is just going to be more junk i don't really know if i want it sure, but sure. uh Looking back, I kind of regret giving away that camera. Uh, I, well, I might have wanted it. Well, it went to a better uh, a person who I, I guess is going to have more use for it.
1: I kind of think he may have just sold it on the street corner <laughs> afterwards, but I don't maybe, know. Maybe. 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 Who knows?
0: Uh, so, Jeremy, there, there's this commercial was from last year, but they replayed it. Uh, the Beggar's Pizza commercial.
1: Uh yeah they did they, they they may have showed a commercial they definitely did uh the um you know a quiz whatever with with one fan in the stands uh-huh. and um uh so they did a, a, yeah, whatever it was I don't know or it was like it was a switch around the pizza boxes and which one whichever one uh had the slice in it that was like the one um which is a flawed concept because you could just you can tell when a pizza box is empty and when it is. It wasn't right. even a pizza box, it was like the slice box. Right. Anyway, um so uh so one thing that like stood out to us though was that um the host of it looked like Famka Jansen I think a little bit. Yeah. She, she was she was an attractive lady and uh, I think she kind of looked like like a Bond girl or something but I I I said I attributed it to Famke Jansen, and the, the little kid playing looked like Opie of Mayberry.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. right, right, yeah, yeah. So it's an odd pairing. Did somebody win?
1: He that? won, he okay. won, like, the, he guessed what box the pizza slice was in and won. Okay. Oh, he won a slice of pizza, and then they're like, all right, and so make sure to check out Bugger's Pizza, and, like, the kid is standing there like a like a dummy, like... Like, no fault of his own. But, like, he has to stand there while they read all the boilerplate about Beggar's Pizza Congress. Right. And I yell, let, let, I yell, let the kid eat the slice. Oh, yeah. Because yes. it's getting cold. Right, right. Like, yeah. I would just eat it. Like, yep. just, I get it and eat it. I hate cold food. Anyway, whatever. Uh-huh. For sure. So, Beggar's Pizza. We'll see how that goes for the rest of the year. Um, Jack, the uh, whoever's writing the stats on the scoreboard are up to their old poor ways. Yeah,
0: yeah. We had Martin. So it said Martin Maldonado uh, won a Gold Glove for the Dodgers in 2017. Yeah, uh, he won one for the Angels. Yeah, Martin Maldonado has never played for the Dodgers. So. Yeah,
1: it's it's just sloppy. Like someone saw Los Angeles and then put Dodgers. But the only thing is the difference of like them writing it on a like on Twitter or on a blog that probably nobody reads. This person wrote it on the scoreboard at, at a White Sox game. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's like like you mentioned, uh, you know, in Field of Dreams when they see that thing up on the scoreboard, yeah. it's like he may well have seen something uh, up on <laughs> up on our scoreboard. It was probably just wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or yeah, you you can't you can't trust it, Jeremy. That um, would be
1: funny if they reset if they rebooted Field of Dreams and it was at the White Sox and like they just gave the wrong name or something. Yeah, <laughs> so they yeah. go see the wrong guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> so it seems like there's one uh, one thing wrong at least every game that we catch there was yeah. another thing on the where they mentioned uh, a stat for the rays they're like, this, such and such person did this for the Rays. It, it was the first person since Dukes in oh, yeah, 2010 right. uh, or something. Yeah. And, you know, we were like, Dukes? Yeah. El- Elijah Dukes? So, yeah. like, they, they, they said Dukes, but they didn't give the the, the guy's full name. And yeah. so th- we were probably the only two people in the whole stadium who knew what they were talking about. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, like why put it up there when it's a good chance and leave out information that might allow people to, to know what uh you're what the hell you're talking about
0: and there was one yeah. other one other stat they gave they said uh, Carlos Sanchez last year 2018 he was the first switch hitter oh, i yeah. think maybe in american league history to lead the league in triples yeah um, yeah yeah yolmer uh, yeah yolmer i I don't know if I believe that, and I, I have you know. no I have no reason to believe it given the source. Right. Yeah. But for sure. uh, that's I mean that's a that's a valid stat if it's true. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, we didn't hear anything about that.
0: No. Uh, and like I said, I you know there's a, probably a, less than a fifty percent chance that it's actually real. Yeah. So yeah, Martín Maldonado. What happened though? I'm sure is that the person uh, who was like managing the scoreboard saw that he uh, uh, won his Gold Glove for L.A. Yeah. And he just that it was the Dodgers
1: well speaking of uh collecting stats and collecting data um uh there was uh just randomly some guy was walking around with a uh with a with a iPad like a tablet yeah collecting surveys and like I've seen them do this I actually did one and you get like uh you fill out the survey and you get like a white Sox uh pop socket the thing for your phone that like the circle thing that lets you hold your phone oh yeah and uh and whatever you get whatever um they give you and so this guy was. They were handing out those pop sockets and like whatever, whatever phone accessories. But he came up to a guy who was in front of us, who was sitting by himself, who was at the game by himself. Um, and he approached him to do a survey. And so he gives him. The guy agreed to do it. He gives him the tablet. They sit down together, and the guy's just sitting there chilling out while the dude fills out the survey on the tablet. Yeah. And like two innings later, the guy <laughs> is still doing the survey. Like it. 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 it like I remember that happening and then it kind of washed away and then at some point it's like these two guys are just sitting together for like it was like a whole inning it was like the top yep. and bottom of an Boy. inning
0: yeah uh, yeah. to not exaggerate but that was still a long time that was probably it's... 20 to 25 minutes that this guy was <laughs> sitting here doing the survey yeah and you, you think the guy the guy who's like do, giving the survey out to people because um, yeah they're doing it on an iPad he's probably got like a, a quota that he needs to yeah meet. yeah exactly uh, and he was probably the whole time he was probably on pins and needles like Jesus <laughs> when is this guy going to finish it yeah but he can't.
1: He also can't be rude to him. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, he was on the question like, "Oh, uh, customer service at White Sox. Oh, yeah, you want me to hurry up? Zero. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but." Yeah, it was funny because we were like right by the third base, and I almost imagine him starting in like left field and going all the way around. Yeah, and he got stuck like right there, and he never yeah. made it like past that home plate. Well, you know
0: that that guy, uh, I think he should learn a valuable lesson there. It's uh, never never go up to somebody like that uh, who's who's sitting a, at a baseball game by themselves on yeah. a Monday night in forty degree weather. <laughs> yeah, the person's exactly. probably gonna be weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely like laid back and just taking in the pastoral game, and like it's like I'm gonna just gonna sit back. Take in this ball game and do this survey. Yep. <laughs> uh, however long it takes me, that's how long it'll take. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. So um, uh, more things in the game. There was a Tuskegee Airman who yeah. was honored at the game, and uh, his prize for uh, you know uh, courageously serving the the country. Uh, was to be greeted by Joe West and given a, a dirty, like, old ball out of his, like, ball bag. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Joe West didn't even, Joe West didn't look happy to be giving him this ball, yeah, no. and the guy didn't look happy to get it.
1: Yeah. No, uh, it was almost like if you went to, like, uh you know, uh, a batting cage or something, and you're like, hey, uh, can I get a, a, a ball or whatever? And, like, he's, he just, like, picks one up. He's like, here, here you go. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, uh, it was it was odd. It was just, like. Like, he just handed it to him or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And that, this was another instance where, like, uh, you know, it took Joe West, like, 30 seconds to get to the guy. But the guy had no idea that Joe West was coming. Yeah, right. Uh, who knows? Maybe Joe West had history with him. You Maybe, know, yeah, he has history with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then what was his face? Daryl Boston shook his hand, too. Yeah, so yeah. So there was which, a lot going on for this uh, this airman.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I would... I would I would try to just focus on the the Daryl Boston experience and not the not the Joe West part. But uh, <laughs> um, in the top of the fourth inning, it was weird. This like whole group of like non baseball fan looking people like all descended upon our section. Yeah, and they filled out like two rows basically of people like in front of us. They just like kept coming.
0: Yeah, you Jeremy, you were calling them like the Swedish Society of <laughs> yeah. uh, of something. Yeah, the I don't Swedish know. Nationals or something. Yeah, like, I
1: don't know. Like who they were, they se- all seemed like. Uh, furniture designers or like, 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 uh, office workers or something. Like, it didn't make sense who they were, why they were there. Yeah. Why they were all coming there in the fourth inning. Like, uh, why they, yeah, it was just weird. Uh, But, you know, just again, chalk it up to weird White Sox experiences, I suppose. Well,
0: Chris, uh, Chris is back. Our Chris boy is Chris, back. yeah, yeah. Uh, the you know the MC for White Sox games. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and I, uh, this must have been in 2016 or maybe, but we saw him. We uh, in our neighborhood <laughs> walking around. He was walking down Irving Park Road as we were uh, going uh, to a bar way. on Irving. Park. Yeah, yeah, the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if we had been doing the podcast then, Jeremy, we surely would have talked to this guy. Yeah. it's one of my biggest regrets I know uh, uh, you know of the time we've known each other just yeah. not talking to this dude and picking his brain about, about all of the goings on at the games yeah for well, sure well they didn't have the big fly back then though no they so, didn't
1: no but they do now they do
0: now that was one of the cliffhangers yeah. the big fly is back yeah and, uh, it's
1: back and worse than ever Jeff. yeah
0: yeah yeah Jeremy uh,
1: it sure is um, yeah I mean so last year uh, if you recall the big fly was um, watching the uh, three people either three teenagers or three grown men who don't know how to use cell phones uh playing this game where you try to do a home run derby by like flicking your your phone up like by sliding your finger up and hitting a home run this year they retooled the app and instead of flicking it you just flick the phone so so people are just like flicking their wrists and like flicking their phone to hit the home runs and like Listen, the whole thing is a uh, visual snooze. Yep. It's just, it's it's nothing. It's watching someone. It's like if you sat at a, on the train and watched people on their phone instead of just being on your phone yourself, it's like... Wow, this is really compelling like footage to watch people just look at their phones.
0: Yeah, and then, then they have a, a matching graphic on the scoreboard showing like the three uh, showing a trajectory of a ball going over the fence, yeah. but it's like three of them, I think. And then it shows everybody's scores, but it uh, you, it, you know, there's no way for you to be able to understand uh, that how that ma- correlates with the people flicking
1: their phones. It makes no sense the 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 uh, layout of the screen is is different than the layout of the board, so stuff gets cut off. Uh, all three of them are batting at the same time, which doesn't make any sense. It's not like there's like three batters in the box all swinging at a the same pitch and hitting homers at the same time. It makes no sense. It's just a it's a it's a disaster of a promotion and they brought it back and yeah,
0: they brought it back and the
1: guy who won it didn't even like seem to
0: know or maybe he didn't know and didn't care that he yeah. won There was no reaction for this guy.
1: It's kind of like when like you would play video games and you just mash the keypad. And it's like you hope that your guy starts running and jumps or something. You're like – you just mash the keypad and, like, hope that something happens. Yeah,
0: it's like playing Mortal Kombat and just taking <laughs> out the guy with leg sweeps.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it
0: is. Uh, I'll say this, though. Chris sells that. He, he sells the big fly. He sounds like, a, a, you know, one of those soccer announcers who's going crazy for a he, goal.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. He's he's um, he's doing the heavy lifting. He's yep. like, he should win the, the uh, you know, Iron Man competition for yep. all the heavy lifting he's doing mm-hmm. with that promotion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so it's back, and so, again, we look forward to a whole season of uh, making fun of this big fly once again yeah um jack there was a couple things in the stands as either seen or overheard i'll try to blow through them really quick okay first of all they show a guy in the stands wearing a white Sox jackie robinson jersey so he's got 42 on the jersey and like talk about uh like a dedication to the bit um like he's he's all he's all on board with the 42 the jackie robinson day so it's like Okay, that's cool. But what what about the other, you know, 161 games of the season? Like, you're just stuck with this 42 jersey. Um, but I think that he gets it just so he'll be shown on TV and and uh, at, and the Jumbotron on Jackie Robinson Day. It's like, well, I might not get on, but I can assure – by getting this jersey, I'll, I'll assure that I'll get on at least once every season. Yeah. So I think that's his MO for that. Um, and so I guess more power to him. Like, he wants to be on the Jumbotron. So good for him. Yeah. Um, in the bottom of the fourth, uh, during Polka's at-bat, um, someone threw uh, uh, Heath Philmeyer, the starter for the Royals, threw a pickoff uh, attempt to first base, and I can't remember who was on first base at the time, um, and I overheard in the stand someone yell, Pitch, you coward! <laughs> it's like, alright, I get it. Like He's afraid to pitch to Polka, I guess, who was hitless going into the game, but a pickoff throw at first base is part of the game. It's not... It doesn't... Uh, signify being afraid necessarily yeah of it doesn't mean that you're a coward mm-hmm. you know so don't yeah, let them a little strong don't let them get to you uh, uh, Heath uh, you know you're not a coward just because you did a, a classic baseball move that's been going on for ages right so yeah, there's that um okay yes yeah, so in the bottom of the fourth uh, as well Eloy uh, uh, took a strikeout looking yes so I overheard let me find my scorecard here what I heard um Uh, So he he got called, I think, on a check swing. Um, And so they appealed down to third base and they said he he went around and so they called him out. And so um, someone behind us, I heard them say like, they should have replay for that. (laughs) So they want to replay. They want to replay check swings. Basically. Right,
0: right. Well, maybe Kyle Schwarber would support that. Yeah, well. yeah,
1: yeah. He's about the only one. At least there's a strong uh, uprising in Chicago for that. I guess. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber and this idiot in the stands. So, right. like, so he said they should have a replay for that. And then I, I heard him, him or a friend of his or whoever some meatball. I heard him say, "Hey Charlie, you can't go home if the game is tied." <laughs> so he called the umpire. He called Joe West Charlie, uh-huh. and uh, he's making a. Case that he should call him safe, so the game won't be tied anymore, and so the umpire can go home. I guess. Yeah, but you know.
0: Well, that that's an odd thing to you know. I I I, sometimes people are like, uh, "Hey, buddy," you know, like you know, saying that just like when you don't know somebody's name or uh, "Hey, Mac," yeah, like "Hey, Charlie." Yeah, hey Charlie. That's 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 a new one.
1: I don't know. I I wonder if he actually thought the umpire's name was Charlie. Maybe we'll never know. Um, overheard in the top of the eighth inning. Uh, when Brian Dozier, um, Hunter got, Dozier, yeah, yeah, Hunter Dozier, I uh, got uh, caught stealing at second. I heard, I heard some guy yell, "Yeah, you caught him! You caught him sleeping," <laughs> which doesn't make any sense because he was called out. Yeah, it's not like he stole the base and they caught him sleeping. He was thrown out. So, like, did the White Sox catch Hunter Dozier sleeping? <laughs> On the throw from the catcher, like maybe he didn't think there was gonna be a throw, <laughs> so he was sleeping on the concept of him being, whatever.
0: It would have made sense Jeremy, if he'd been picked off.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you that's caught sleeping. Was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, or he stole on him and they didn't, they didn't notice they didn't, him. But no, everything happened opposite of that. So whatever. So. I just love it. I, I, you know, I love the overheard in the stands, uh, especially at the white Sox game. Yeah. So, was so.
0: there one more for Brad Boxberger that you yes. overheard? Yeah, for okay.
1: sure. So yeah, well let's get onto it over there. Um, so Brad Boxberger – I got to read these off because they're – this one especially, they're so tortured. Uh, Brad Boxberger came in in what, the eighth inning? Yeah, eighth I, inning? he came in
0: for the bottom of the eighth for the yeah, Royals. Yeah, and he,
1: he – the, being the gas can that he is, allowed the White Sox to go ahead home run to Wellington, Wellington Castile, which ended up being the difference in the game. White Sox won. Um, but uh, I heard a guy say, yeah, it's a real barn burner when you bring in Boxberger. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that. And then he goes – more like socksburger <laughs> <laughs> and He wasn't being ironic; he really meant it. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So Soxburger or whatever he said. So yeah, I guess he's Soxburger. and okay. it's a real barn burner when you bring in burger. Yeah,
0: he was trying to be clever with that first
1: one with uh, wordplay. I, I guess. mean, he was. That was a field day for him. <laughs> yeah. Turns out he was zero for two on his attempts because they both sucked. But <laughs> so, but hey, I, he gave us. He gave us. Uh, um, uh, you know. Uh, material so all we can ask for is that Jack let's talk about two quick things before we get to the the big uh, main event Um, at some point in the game Jack uh, because it was so sparse for the people on the Jumbotron to pick from uh, they uh, ended up um, getting uh, a family in front of us on the Jumbotron and Jack you had gone up to to use the restroom and uh, I was there by myself and uh, the way that the White Sox board is shaped it's like it comes to like a point at the top and the way that they shot these people, so they shot this family and they put them on the Jumbotron and I'm right behind them. And, and it was funny because it's like them in the foreground of this, of this image. And then at the very top where it comes to a point of the scoreboard, it's me all by myself. And we're the only, there's, it was a family of four and me. So there's five people in the frame and I was standing, <clears throat> I was sitting there by myself and. Um, and i had my phone set up so i could record it cuz i knew it was i was i knew it was coming and uh and so i did that and i was holding it and i was like waving at the camera so it, so the video that i recorded would look good and then when it ended i looked at my phone and it i it didn't start oh, so when i hit man. stop it actually started recording and i was so pissed because that would have been a great thing to post on the website. Yeah,
0: that was your that was your chance, man. Yeah, to get it was on the scoreboard. It was so
1: funny because like I was I, w- I wasn't obscured. I wasn't like cut off. I was fully in the frame. Yeah, and it was funny because it was this family of four, and then me just like two rows behind, mm-hmm. by myself, just waving. And it, it would have been really funny. But I'm good. I wish we could like like you know um, request the tapes from uh, the White Sox of, of of the game. I'm sure they have it. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I wish I wish we could get it, but it would be pretty funny. But yes. uh, uh, let's see. So um, one thing, really quick too, is like uh, they didn't announce Adam Mangle when No, uh,
0: uh, so they didn't announce him. So in this, so we were like, maybe that's on Gene Honda or whoever was scoring the game for not giving him the heads up. But also, I don't really blame those guys because everybody was wearing forty two, so you couldn't even really tell. Uh, you know, unless you were really looking hard, that, like, Engel had replaced Polka. Right. And so Engel, Engel pinch ran for Polka after Palka drew a
1: walk. In the, bottom, in the, the top bottom of the eighth? Bottom of the eighth, yeah, because yeah. they
0: let Boxberger off the hook after yeah. he'd allowed that homer. Yeah. So Palka pinch, uh, uh, Engel pinch runs for Polka and gets thrown, thrown out promptly. Uh, yeah. So that actually makes it—because we were like, why the hell is Polka stealing? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, exactly. he's 0 for 28. He's going to steal a base. He's not yeah. a base stealer. But it actually makes it more pathetic— that <laughs> it was Adam Angle who got caught yeah. because that that play wasn't even close. No,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, it was bad. It made sense why someone was running, but it, it was ridiculous. Right. Um. So uh. So as the White Sox failed on on that part, but uh, let's talk about the big thing. That, okay, uh, Jeremy. The big uh,
0: it, it's it's back. Uh. But they buried it in in the eighth inning, folks. Oh, it's buried. Uh,
1: brewing brewing with Ricky. But
0: yeah, yeah they uh they that. Jeremy, uh, I made the comment that's like when they move a television series to Friday night. It's like that's like the kiss of death.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Or like Saturdays at like 2 a.m. or whatever. Right. I I made the uh, connection that it's like the 11.30 a.m., uh, 30 11:30 p.m. sketch on Saturday Night Live.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, like the one that they they're, they they put it out there, but that's like the weird time when like people are probably asleep at that point, and like who knows who's actually watching this. It is, but so, you know, a
0: lot of people say <clears throat> about those SNL sketches that they're like oddly good if you're like a a, a connoisseur of of comedy. Yes, sure. Uh, I, this
1: I, Jeremy. No, no, it wasn't. And so so it was a it was a kind of a, a mini roller coaster ride because so brewing with Ricky came back. I think I like el- force, forcefully. El- you to make sure that you saw it. Yeah. Um. And I guess they have an opening, like they have an official, like opening credits scene without credits. But it's the part where Ricky, they're like, "Hey, we got a new manager," and then it shows Ricky walking through the the stand, the the brewery with a mug and a can of beer, pouring the can of beer into the mug. Yeah. Which they showed last year. Um but that's now the opening I guess. Was
0: it the opening last year too or and we it just did not know. It? it yes
1: it could have been but um but I definitely remember seeing it. I thought that it was part of an episode.
0: Here's the thing Jeremy the, the way that opening is done it's it's like uh, you can't tell when the opening is over and the new material begins.
1: 100% correct. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a, just a scene. It's almost as if like they started it too early like they rewound it too far and it showed that and then then they showed the new episode so so anyway so they show that opening whatever um and then then it goes to like the the new the the new uh vignette sketch whatever and it's um it's like some brewers uh like buy like a vat of brew uh, of beer or whatever and like they're wearing white socks jerseys i think but i think they're all wearing white socks jerseys And they take this thing, this brewing brewing tool, which no one knows what it is. It, it yeah. looks like a shovel, but it was like it looked like it's it was like made flat. of yeah, it was like flat, but it was made of like iron. Yeah, and like it was this weird shape thing. It almost looked like a a, a arrow sign, whatever. But it looked like a shovel. So it, it's clearly a a very specific tool used in brewing that the average Joe would never have seen in their life nor know anything about. Right. They take that and like they put it up against uh, a home plate and they like measure it to see uh, well they're measuring it And so what they're doing it took me a second to realize what they were doing but they're they're recreating the pine tar incident yeah. of George Brett
0: because then there's a, a brawl uh, at the end of it. So
1: as as it happened in real life uh, Tim McClellan, the the umpire laid George Brett's bat down against home plate to measure like how far the pine tar went. And, like, whatever the width of the plate was, that's how far you can you can have pine tar. You cannot have it. And he measured it. It was illegal. And then they called the homer. They called him out. And Brett runs out and goes crazy and almost kills Tim McClellan. Yeah. Right? So they did that same bit. They measured. They put this brewing tool against a home plate that's just in the brewery for some reason. Uh, and then they they call him out and then this guy in a white sox uniform runs like charges after someone but I think the, the guy he charges after is also wearing a white sox uniform. It's like it wasn't clear if it wasn't clear if he was celebrating or angry It wasn't clear if they were on the same team or separate they looked like they were on the same team It didn't look like they were opponents so it just made no sense as as usual and and Ricky was in it but I feel like he was. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a background a, a spectator. Yeah, it. yeah. He didn't play a main main acting role yeah. in this. I'm thankfully. actually
0: impressed, Jeremy, that you understood that. Yeah. that you made that uh, connection to the yeah. pine Tower incident. And then I said, once you told me that, oh, maybe they aired that episode because they're playing the royals, right? And I think you literally said, I would bet everything they own, uh, I own that they that they didn't do that. Correct. So, yeah.
1: There's no way. There's yeah. no
0: way that they they had that much foresight. Uh huh. Um.
1: But uh, but yeah, so guys, Ricky Brewing with Ricky is back.
0: Maybe we'll uh, see other famous incidents. Maybe we'll see the like Robin Ventura Nolan Ryan incident next. Yeah, who, exactly. who knows? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: I don't know if they'll want to do one that like disparages the White Sox, but uh, right. Uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah,
0: hiring Robin Ventura as a manager for five years wasn't disparaging enough to uh, him.
1: I suppose they've already tarnished his his legacy by just having him manage. Team of underachievers. Yeah. Um, real quick, Jack, before we move on to the White Sox or the Cubs game, which we should do here in a second. The uh-huh. only real thing that I, I want to say about the game, what, actual gameplay, was um, there was a, a play in the um, what inning was it? The uh, fifth it, inning.
0: Yeah, it was the bottom of the fifth. It was that real long inning.
1: Yeah, where there was like three challenges, like in the inning, uh, three re- replays. Um, Tim Anderson was at second base. And there was a, a ground out um, by uh, Yolmer Sanchez yeah. that was going for, like, a double play. Um, and uh, Tim Anderson basically turned on the Jets and scored from second base on a double play, basically. Yeah,
0: it was uh, very impressive. It's pretty
1: crazy. And, like, yeah, I, we saw him run. And, like, I, I saw him, like, zoom into home plate. And um, uh, he was, like, oh, he almost, like, ran into the wall because he couldn't stop himself in time. Like, the, the area behind home plate— uh, but I was I was just noticing how hard he was hustling and how fast he was. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. Tim Anderson is off to a really good start to start the season. He is. And, uh, you know, they, this might be his breakout year. I kind of like the guy. I, I hope it happens for him. Yeah. Um, but, like, when he, if, he's hu- if you're hustling on plays like that, like, you're just going to curry the favor of your 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 fans.
0: Yeah. Uh. And, and it's a really heads-up play, Jeremy, too, because uh, you would think for most guys it wouldn't occur to them to even try to score yeah. uh, on a ground ball like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Anderson knew there was a chance that the guy who hit into the double play ball might be safe. Yeah. I forget which guy that was that did did that. Yomer um, hit it. Okay, um, Yomer hit it. So he yeah. knew that Yomer had speed, and he might he might beat it out. So yeah. it was a really heads up play to try to score because and, yeah,
1: and it was all based. They they reviewed it to see if he was should be allowed to score or not, and it was all based on the fact that he had. Gotten like a majority of the way to, to home plate to, yep. that they allowed it, so that was a pretty cool play, and it was cool to see like a, a, a fast guy running at full speed. Basically, yeah. so it was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That was that was our first White Sox game. Yeah,
0: it was our first White Sox game, and then just three days later, four days later on Friday, we uh, today we
1: attended our first Cubs game. Yes, and then again, I'm still thawing out from it, Jack.
0: Yeah, Jeremy, I I think yeah, I had to put on my uh, uh, North Face before we started this podcast, I, uh, we're indoors.
1: Yeah, and we had a little uh, a little intermission between we both went to our separate uh quarters our separate homes and uh i laid down in bed for a little bit and i kept my winter jacket on in yeah bed.
0: it was really bad jeremy we were chilled yeah. uh to the bone, to the bone. and then, uh, right away jeremy i'm just gonna say this before we we say anything else about the game yeah. Uh, this was a it was a boring game. Jeremy. <laughs> there, I mean, there, there wasn't much that really happened in it. Um, yeah, I, uh, no, I mean, so. uh, there was good stuff in the stands around us. Yeah, but just as far as actual gameplay, uh, it was a really poorly pitched game by the Diamondbacks. Uh, they had a bunch of of scrubs uh, in the lineup. And uh, they didn't really. the The game was never re- really seemed to be in doubt at any point.
1: Yeah, pretty much not. And and it's funny to to hear your take on that because you you have no dog in the fight. Right. As a Cubs fan, I was I was pretty engaged uh-huh. uh, for the most part. Um, but it's one of those weird situations where it's like one team is like playing a professional ball game and the other team is not. Yeah. And so like Kyle Hendricks was mowing down guys. He would have. Quick innings where he struck out the side, or you know, uh, threw like ten pitches or something, and like then this clown show of the Arizona Diamondbacks would come out, and Merrill Kelly would walk four or five four guys, and yeah. you know, a Matt cook would 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 uh you know throw three pickoff attempts yeah to, to first base and it was it was torturous
0: yeah uh uh merrill kelly walked seven guys and uh gave up six hits in three and two-thirds innings i, I don't know what his final pitch count was but i think it was about 110 yeah like, through three and two-thirds
1: yeah he was through 40 pitches in the second inning i'm like he's gonna hit 100 by the fourth and he sure enough did yep Uh, so it was, it was bad. Like Merrill Kelly, like, yeah. So he's like a 30 year old rookie, 31 year old rookie or whatever. And like he, he, he came over from the KBO. Uh, and so it was interesting to see him. I had read something that he had like some high spin rate, but it was just, and like they didn't really make good contact off they of him. They weren't, the, the whole, yeah. The,
0: the whole day, the the big the biggest hit they got off of him was some ridiculous like bloop double that Chris Bryant hit. Yeah, um, for the, sure. Where the wind took it about halfway across the field.
1: Yeah. So it was it was it was kind of a goofy game, but uh, yeah, the, the Cubs were victorious uh, yeah. ultimately. But let's let's start from the beginning here. And uh, Jack, I, I so I had already been to Wrigley Field with opening day. Um. So, uh, but this was your first Cubs it game was. of the year. And um, we went. Uh, we went into the left field entrance. Where our old friend Catfish Man is?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, and he's uh, he's doing better than ever, I guess, Jeremy. So I, I didn't have cash. I only had one dollar in cash on me, and the yeah. program was two dollars. So yeah. I had to I had to I had to run into the gift shop like right to the right next to it and buy one there where I could charge it.
1: And let me just say that I only had two dollars cash. Or else I would have gave you a dollar. I'm not I'm not no, as cheap as, as it sounds. No, here.
0: No, uh, yeah. D- yeah, I I, <laughs> I know, Jeremy. You spotted me before. Yeah, but sure. uh, I, I, what I did miss, what I certainly would have paid that extra dollar for. Was uh, uh, the chance to interact with Catfish Man exactly,
1: and like, and I, I was even as I was going up to the thing, I'm like, why don't I just go with Jack and just buy one with him? Yeah, but I'm like, cat, I was drawn in a Catfish Man, yeah. like some sort of like Catfish radar like yeah he he sucked me in with his flappy gills and his slimy tail
0: well you uh you you (laughs) you you interacted with him jeremy too right yeah What, what did you say to him
1: well i i mean i was i don't know if it was for the podcast or i was just so taken with the scorecard like these scorecards are damn cool. Like, even I'm looking at it again, and it's like some kind of like, almost like, yeah, comic book art. Like, kind of like, I don't know if this is, I don't know what art style this is, but like, it's like a cartoon caricature. It's actually like a realistic rendition of Andre Dawson, okay? Mm. The opening day one had, like, the cubby bear, like, like, swinging a bat. But this is Andre Dawson, who's maybe my favorite cub of all time. And uh, he is my favorite cub of all time. And uh, he's swinging and has a little fun fact about how he hit for the cycle in 1987. But it's this cool animation. And, like, I was just so taken with the, with the scorecard. And I, I, I Jack wasn't there for me to say anything. So I went up to Catfish Man and I'm like, like the scorecard. And he goes, Huh? <laughs> and i'm like like the scorecard he's like hey eh, yeah. and like he <laughs> smiled and like just like you know handed you know pushed the pencil at me or whatever yeah and yeah. uh and so that was the end of my interaction with with catfish man i should just say that we made a, a little like uh kind of short video like we've been trying to make these like short videos of like sound bites from the episode so we one of the ones the first one we selected was the catfish man sound bite um and we made a video of that, and I found a picture of Catfish Man uh, to put in the video. So we've – not only have we talked about Catfish Man, but we've we've uh, showcased him on like a special video we that we've made. And so part of me was like – I was like thinking he's going to be like, hey, are you the guys who made that video about me? Uh, you know, but like he – of course he does not know. No. And um, uh, so I just I, – we had our exchange – and uh, we moved on. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, like moments into walking into Wrigley for the first Rain Delay Theater game, we had an exchange with uh, Catfish Man. We so did. We did. Fun.
0: Jeremy, today he he reminded me, uh, I thought he looked like uh, uh, one of the band members from like Chuck E. Cheese's band
1: or something <laughs> like that. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot what they're called. But, uh uh-huh. But yeah, um, he was like shorn today. He was kind of like, like he, he had like a haircut. Like I think he had like some, maybe some product in his hair. Yeah. Like he was like... He was cleaned up as much as he can, as much as a catfish can clean up, you know, with their slimy gills and their their like little whiskers. Um, but he 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 looked good uh, for as much as he can.
0: Well, we, we, we saw another one of our, our guys too, uh, Sam Eagle. Sam was Eagle. in our section, yeah, uh,
1: previously mentioned. Uh, you know where we may have witnessed him quitting. Though his double duty with White Sox and Cubs, and just focusing completely on Cubs, yeah, last year.
0: Well, and see Jeremy. Uh, so he yeah. So this guy is like the alpha asshole uh, of all the beer tenders. Yeah, he's uh, he's bar- one. Yeah, he's one
1: miners. of two. Uh, I like that word, beer tender. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he's one of two because there's another guy who we haven't actually had an exchange with. Uh, I think his name is Ira, and okay. he has like a mustache, and he kind—I of, don't know who he looks like, but like maybe like a. Like a, an extra from Goodfellas or yeah. something, but with but it's hard to say because he's wearing a baseball hat. We haven't had an exchange with him. It'll happen one day, and he'll he'll be called out rightfully so on uh, the podcast. But Sam Eagle is like the alpha dog one A yeah uh, in the upper deck bleachers and. Uh, he was there. I mean, you know, there nothing remarkable happened no, per se, but he, he there was a spotting.
0: There was this one point where this woman bought a beer from him, and uh, yeah, I think he's been humbled, Jeremy, by his White Sox experience because Maybe. he did say thank you very much to her. Oh, after, really? After he she gave him the money. that's well, so. early in the season. Yeah, right, right. He's not he's not jaded yet. <laughs> no, he hasn't no. been screwed over yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. uh, Jeremy, there was a uh, so you know sometimes when you go to these White Sox games, especially on a Friday afternoon, a Cubs Cubs, Cubs, of, games? Yeah, yeah. A, a Cubs games. Yeah, Cubs games. i I'm sorry, so yeah. uh, you know, uh, on a Friday afternoon when it's like party downtime, people are just kind of down to clown. Yeah, uh, for a long weekend. They,
1: they call Wrigley Field the world's largest beer garden, or whatever. do they yeah, really? Yeah, like, okay, you
0: know. well, uh, there, there was one lady who was uh, certainly making making it that. Yeah. Uh, she was a couple rows in front of us, uh, just to just to give you an idea where we were sitting. We were sort of behind home plate on the third base side in the upper deck, most of the way up the upper deck. Yeah, and uh, so this woman was just. Uh, She had friends in the back of her and also in her row, but she was standing up during the game and just had her back
1: to the field with 180 degrees turned away from the field.
0: Yep. uh, uh, Yeah. And she had a beer in her hand and was just talking to them. Like she was still at the bar. She was, she had probably been at 30 minutes before that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, Jack, what is it about like, like I was annoyed by the sheer amount of them that just came in. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, I'll call myself out on this. Like why, like seeing a group of eight people, like eight young people, like, like, possibly, like, yuppie-ites, like, yuppie people, all have beers, like, clear, they don't look like baseball fans, just all walking in, but, like, the fact that there's, like, eight of them, and then they, like, four went in one row and four went in the other, like, that... Just that, what those words I just said made me mad. Yeah, it's like, why does that make me so mad? But it does. I don't.
0: I don't know. Well, uh, because, like you said, Jeremy, they're not baseball fans. Yeah. They're just there because it's like a thing to do. They're probably taking like photos for their their Instagram and the yeah. Facebook, like showing everybody that they went to the game. Yeah, that's why they're there.
1: Yeah, it's just funny, like before they even open their mouths i'm already annoyed by that yeah just by look just the amount of people there are. so so yeah so she was turned around talking to her friends behind her and like and you know it's one of those things where like they sit down and like i heard the guy say like everyone got a beer or whatever it's Yeah. Like, all right just just fucking yeah just go stop somewhere. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so she was turned the, the wrong way and uh, you know you can only pray that uh we were close enough for like the the sad part is that like, we're not in foul ball range up there cuz she would have been a perfect target to get reamed in the head.
0: Yeah, and there were, there were a couple more people like that later on there in were, the game when we moved down. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Yeah. There was a family uh, right by us, Jeremy. It was a mom, dad, and uh, two younger kids. The first kid was probably maybe like nine. The other kid was maybe five or six.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah, right in front of us. And like, uh, man, I'm so glad that I wasn't in the row in front of them and that we were in the row behind them. Yep. Because the little kid, the littlest kid, who was maybe like, Six or something? Five, six? Yeah, maybe? yeah, he was
0: probably about five, six, yeah.
1: Just fucking nailing the seat in front of him. Yep. Just like re- relentlessly pounding the seat in front of him with his feet. And Karen's not telling him to stop. Not one goddamn thing. And, and like the people, I, this is one of those situations where I almost blame the people because like... How do you not say something? How do you just sit there while this kid nailing a seat? He wasn't – no one was sitting in the seat he was kicking, but you feel that in the whole row. Yeah. Like y- you can kick a seat four down and, and because they're all connected, you feel it. Yep. So like I don't know what was wrong with these people not saying anything, but like I, – and I was anticipating what I would have said. And like you can't tell the little kid to stop it because they don't get it. Yeah. But I would have said I, – I, I envisioned what would have happened. I was going to lean over and I was going to say like, hey, dad – and then just point at the at the feet. Yep. You know, um, because like that's I can ignore a lot of things. But, like, the kicking of the seat, I can't, I can't get past. No,
0: no. And the, you you were mentioning that last year at the Padres uh, Cubs game, I think. Or oh, sim- right. Something similar happened like that. That's right, yeah. yeah. there was
1: some. Yeah. There was some extended feet, like, on my back or and something.
0: Yeah, so that's one of your yeah. pet peeves, Jeremy. One of my pet peeves is being, uh, you know, when I'm sitting down, just people walking, the same person walking back and forth a bunch of times. Yeah. Which the other little kid did. At one point, like, the mom and the older kid, who was about nine, um, yeah. like, got up and moved into our row. But then, like, the nine-year-old kid, like, kept crossing my path. He did, did it about three times. They
1: did a thing where, like, like two of them went up to get food. Like, the mom and the, the son went up to get food. Yeah. And then, like, he must have, like, you know, not had the order clear. So he came back. But instead of just going down the row or even, like, yelling from, like, the aisle, he went in our row. Um, and I was standing up in the back row behind Jack. It's, this is a weird... Uh, like layout but like no one was in our section no and that's that's actually that's the thing that that makes me mad is when someone will like go in my row because there is less people in my row yeah um than going in this other row but it's like it's not my fault that there's no one in 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 my row like don't make me get up yeah and and yeah he went he went by you like uh one way in one way out yeah like um and uh
0: yeah so it was it was two times but it was uh, it was unnecessary both times
1: yeah no no i mean yeah he shouldn't have been in your in in in, in our row anyway like just find a better way to to talk to your your dad about if you want cheese with the with the pretzel yeah so um so yeah that was annoying uh there was a family i'll say this jack this isn't on our rundown but uh there was a family behind us that showed up so we were in the second to last row of the upper deck right um and again there there actually were two, there was a couple in the last row and they were in the same seats as us, but a row behind us, right? So they had seven and eight and we had seven and eight. And I'm like, well, let's not sit right in front of them because we don't need to because there's no one else in the row, right? So then they were like in the last row and then this like goofy family of like a grandfather, his son, and then two little kids show up. And like they had, they were, the, the this couple was in one of their seats and there's no one else around at all. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, could you move over one? We have this seat. It's like, why? Yeah. Why make them move? Just yeah. sit one over. Yep. And then, like, and then I think the, the guy realized how shitty that was. Yeah. And and because they were, like, because it was so cold, they were, like, bundled up. And, like, the other thing about moving is, like, you warm your seat up. Yeah. Uh, from your body heat. And so you're having to move to a new seat. You have to rewarm that seat up. So that sucks. Um. And then, like, they started, like, gathering all their stuff and moving because I think they had a blanket on them. And then, like... At some point, he was like, I'm sorry. You don't have to move. We'll just move one over. It's like, why didn't you think of that before you told them to move? And then the son, who was like in his 30s, late 30s or whatever, was like early 40s, whatever, said to the dad, like, why don't they just move? And it's like, "You, you guys are idiots. And then they were there for like an inning. And then they moved. And then they sat in the row in front of us. And then later on in the game, I saw them sitting in the upper deck box. Seat. So, like, they were all over the place, just leaving, like, a trail of, of havoc, and it's like, just, you guys suck. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's that. Um... But yeah, Jack. It, God damn, it was so cold. It was.
0: Uh, I was just thinking, Jeremy, uh, that um, you know my my toes and, and like fingertips are yeah. still like uh, not completely thawed out in yeah, that game.
1: Exactly. Uh, it
0: was really bad, and uh, it was it was kind of hard to focus on <laughs> all of the bullshit that was happening around us yeah. because we were so occupied with just trying to keep ourselves warm. Because
1: quite honestly, for this podcast, uh, you guys, you know we we are we we're, were trying to watch the game, and like we're trying to also hear what's going on around us and observe, like, things to, to bring you guys uh, in the in the episode. And honestly, I was so cold and focused on my self-preservation that I couldn't observe people being idiots. Like, it was like, I, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it right now. Like, it was so it was so brutal. But, well, one uh, guy one guy made
0: it really easy for us, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> he, he brought it to us. Yeah, he brought it to us. He walked up, uh, he walked up the stairs in our section uh, with money in his mouth.
1: Ugh, they, he, there was this group of people, and uh, I don't even know what their story was. Like, there was maybe like one mom and a bunch of kids, but it looked like a field trip. But like, they were all like goofy kids. They were all like this kid, this, and he was a, was he a kid? I mean, I wouldn't even call him
0: a kid, Jeremy. Maybe he was like eighteen or nineteen, but yeah. like he, you know, he he had like long, a ponytail. Yeah, and, uh, he
1: looked like a someone from the Star Wars convention. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he like did. A nerdy well he looked kid. like
0: uh uh which, which guy is it Penn? He looked like Penn. He from did like, look yeah. like a young Penn. Yeah, Pen Gillette, yeah. Yeah, he looked like Pen Gillette. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's a great great call. He was like kind of like a huskier guy with like long hair and like round glasses. Yes. He had a goofy like uh, stocking cap on. Yeah. That like I don't know what the hell it was but, but he's co- he comes up with like his friends and like he's holding – his hands are full with a box of food or whatever. Yeah. And he's got his change in his mouth. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. man, I'm like kind of like a – I'm not like a crazy germaphobe. I'm yeah. not like a Billy Bob Thornton level germaphobe. But like I, I, I hate thinking about germs and getting sick because I, it always takes me a long time to get over being uh, sick or whatever. And like they say that like money is the dirtiest thing that you handle on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And like – I was telling you, Jack. Like, best case scenario, that dollar bill was used to snort cocaine. Uh huh. Best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is like someone wiped their ass with it. Yeah. Or like it was found on the on the on the floor of a toilet or something. Yeah. Like,
0: anywhere, Jeremy. People oh, people God. will do anything to like uh, preserve money. Yeah. You know, and, right. And not throw it away. Yeah.
1: If you find a dollar in a in a sewer, you're gonna fish it out. Yeah. And then you'll wash your hands. Yeah. What you won't do is put it in your mouth. <laughs> no. Uh, and this goofy kid just had it in his mouth, and it just—it sh- it made me shudder. It made me shudder even, uh, and I was already shivering from the cold.
0: Yeah, and and so that, like about about an inning later, yeah. uh, somebody hit a double for the Cubs, <laughs> yeah. and then like. This guy and another person from their group started, like, dancing this jig together. <laughs> but but the dance was, like... It was, like, the dance... Uh, a dance that, like, NBA players would do with each other, like, uh, during a, a pregame, like, introductions. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't really describe yeah, it. It was, it, like, they it, were just... I don't know. It was,
1: like, a, almost a choreographed, like, two-person dance uh, uh, presentation or yeah. something. yeah. Like, they did this, like, weird, like, boogie. It was almost like a boogie. Yeah. But they were, like, dorky, like, Dungeons & Dragons kids or something. Yeah,
0: and there wasn't even any music playing no no (laughs) no no
1: and it's almost like they were like all right first double we're gonna do our dance or something it was weird (laughs) um and it just we like just made we looked at each other and just like shook our heads or whatever um but another person who brought it right to us and even a more direct way than 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 that kid was uh this goofy guy came up uh right in front of the aisle or in the aisle in front of us in between innings he came up, he was wearing, like, a red hoodie, and he had, like, a one of those, like, drawstring yeah. backpack things. And, like, he, like, was – I don't know. He had that look to him where he's, like, he, he's sitting in a seat that he knows isn't his, and he's, like, looking around to see if anyone is going to tell him, like, hey, someone's sitting there. Which, incidentally, you didn't say to the, the, the informed interloper last year, Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a callback right. from last year. Right. But – um, so this guy, if I was up getting a hot dog and he would have sat in my seat, I think you would have let him sit right down. But anyway, um, uh-huh. so he goes and he sits down right in front of us and he like looks at us and he's like, great day for, great day for baseball guys. Like, like alluding to the fact that it was cold as hell yep, and kind of symbol like signifying with us, but also trying to be like, Hey, I'm going to sit here. Is that cool? Yeah. But, it- and he said it like really weird and like quickly and like kind of quietly and he's like. Great day for baseball, huh, guys? Did he say it to both of us, or was it just did he just say it to me? I thought I think he said it to both of us. Okay, good because yeah. I, I thought he
0: had like singled me out or something. <laughs> right, I was like, again. why did I do? I just look more pathetic than everybody else here. Do I just look more miserable?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. But
0: uh, then he okay, so he sat down and then he left after like one one batter. Well, Jack,
1: I was gonna ask you like I was gonna wait to see to see when you noticed, and yeah. I was gonna say it on the podcast, but like. Two or three innings later, you asked me, like, hey, what happened to that guy? Yeah. And, like, he was gone in, like, 90 seconds, like, at <laughs> the, the same time that, that uh, mm-hmm. the fuck KC guy was apprehended. Yeah. He, he like – it was, like, two pitches and he was gone. But he was just, like, oh, so peculiar – like, he had this water bottle that was, like, falling out of his bag when he went to sit down. He was, like, trying to – Orients his bag and his water bottles falling on. Him. He just looked all awkward and weird. Yeah, and he was just gone before. He was gone as quick as he showed up. You
0: just have to wonder, Jeremy. What What are these people's stories? You know, like I know, what is, I know. What is this guy doing at this game?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's I, not I watching know. the game. Yeah, who knows? So, so anyway, so it, it was getting tough, man. Like, yeah, I, I, one at some point, got up and got like a. Uh, a warming uh, Italian sausage because like I'm like hopefully this will help like I just got to do something I got to break it up I got to walk around and like I got up and, and got an Italian sausage you went to the bathroom yeah uh, we went back to our seats and it was it was looking it was looking rough and then like at some point and it was at the bottom of the sixth inning uh, I saw a, a, a usher for the Cubs walk around and he was telling people in the upper deck reserved which where we were at. Like, hey, if you guys want to move down to the upper deck box, go for it, which is unprecedented. They never tell people to do that. Yeah. And uh, so as much as bad publicity the Cubs are having right now, um, you know, this is a good sign of goodwill to their fans, I would say. Um, I've also noticed the guy who's done that, he's been an asshole to people. Really? He's been an asshole to people, like, during the giveaways, like, when people are coming in the aisle. Yeah. They're coming in the entrance. He's been a jerk to people and so like it was weird to see him be do something nice yeah. like an olive branch of sorts. So we did we we took advantage of it. We moved down. We moved down to like what the third row or yeah, something. Yeah, it was the third row uh yeah of the yeah. upper deck. Yeah. Like so three rows between us and the edge Best of the upper deck. Best seats in
0: the house actually.
1: Beautiful seats mm-hmm. and they were right. They, there was no wind. There there was less wind. For
0: a time there was there was less wind. We so we we warmed up a little bit while we were down there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um so that was nice. Um so we were kind of uh, experiencing that like as we were uh Taking in the rest of the game, and that that saved our bacon, man. Because it did.
0: I, I don't think I would have been able to make it, Jeremy. It would have been three innings.
1: Quite rough uh, to to do that. to there make were it any further.
0: There were two guys uh, who who went and sat down, kind of in front of us, uh, to our right, and uh-huh. it was uh, uh, Jeremy and I, I. Commented to Jeremy, I was like, "Yeah, that's probably us in 30 years. You know, about yeah. to go record a podcast." Yeah,
1: two more guys came down, and like they were like, "Yeah, they were." It's weird though, because one guy was more crustier than the other. the other yeah. guy, the guy with the glasses didn't look that old, but no. um I don't know, um, but yeah, they were like they were like the future us's or whatever, yeah,
0: but then this guy, as they were leaving uh the crustier of the two guys uh said to like this group of two couples, he just like got in there right in their face, their ear, and he was like.
1: Go Cubs! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like in an antagonizing sort of way. Yeah. And they like like nervously laughed about it or whatever. But it was like, yeah, go Cubs! Or something. It's <laughs> like, why are you yelling at these people? Yeah. But anyway, so it was weird. And then, and then again, they were gone as quick as they showed up, essentially. Yeah. Um, another perk of moving down down closer was, well, one of the things that was almost an issue, but it was only because people were leaving, is several groups of people got up and took photos right against the railing there which was right in our face yeah uh, but it was one of those tough situations because we we weren't even these weren't even our seats are we gonna come in and just start yelling at people it would have been funny it would have been funny and it would have been totally hashtag rain delay theater yeah um, but uh, but uh, this one group of people took pictures and like it was in between innings and we were getting nervous because the inning was about to start but they they they, they cleaned their stuff up and got out of there um, but the, but they left behind Um. A enticingly full bag of open, open yet but full bag of peanuts. Yeah, which um, I promptly, after the seventh inning stretch, while like the commotion was still dying down, I darted over and I grabbed that bag of peanuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not gross at all to put money in your mouth, but you know, uh, <laughs> or uh, it is gross, but grabbing a random bag of peanuts. Is, yeah. Uh, well, hey, you well, know the peanuts are in shells, so I,
1: oddly enough, yeah, um, it's it's more sanitary to 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 eat someone's open bag of peanuts. Than it is to put money in your mouth. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's oddly enough, but uh, but uh, yeah, I do it all the time. I love to grab peanuts uh-huh. um, off the ground because yeah, they're sealed. They're individually sealed. Yeah, unless someone like soaked them in like uh, acid or something. Uh. Which why waste the acid? That's yeah. my. That's why I always rationalize it. Um, you just got yourself a free bag of peanuts.
0: Yeah, and Jeremy, you uh, you said to me uh, once this, when the seventh inning stretch was beginning, you said uh, after the seventh inning stretch, I'm going to grab these nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and I, uh, it was uh, I had to say that's what she said. I yeah. mean, it was, I don't, I'm not usually down with that. I don't usually say that joke, but you know right. why not? It was there, and
1: I was willing to to put myself out there because I did just want those nuts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: It was a Corbin Burns fastball down the middle. <laughs> it's know.
1: funny, Jack, because I, that's a thing. I would say that that's a thing that I do, uh-huh. but we've never. It's never happened at a game. No, it hasn't. No, um, and but that was
0: a full bag of peanuts.
1: too. I, I remarked that, like, I'm like, did this guy combine two bags <laughs> because there were so many peanuts in there?
0: Yeah,
1: my girlfriend's at home right now, uh, enjoying them because uh, I brought them home. And, nice. Like, yeah, the whole, and I'm going back to the game tomorrow. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw them in a Ziploc bag hey. and bring them. Why not? Hey. I'm sounding like some of these freaks that we're talking about, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's nothing new for the Rain Delay Theater listener.
0: No, well, uh, so during the seventh inning stretch, uh, Bob Brenly actually uh, sang Take Me Out to the ball game." he did. He did. Uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, right um, and this is another hashtag Rain Delay Theater moment, but as uh, right as Bob Brenly was beginning the national anthem, he was like, he was talking about his daughters, I guess, who yeah. lived there, his granddaughters, and yeah. Jeremy Jeremy just shouted, keep it to baseball, Bob, keep it to baseball. Yeah,
1: exactly, uh, like, wh- okay, Bob Brindley. You're like the great family man, grandpa, whatever. Like, this is for my granddaughter, Jenny and Lulu and, and Cindy. And It's like, shut up and sing because yeah. I know what's going to happen. Because I, Bob Bradley pissed me off after he left the Cubs because he like he seems like he was better. He seems like he was slumming it when he was with the Cubs. And it's like, all right, man, like, you know, you're an ump- you're a manager who was too afraid to go back. In the dugout, you'd rather just be a a broadcaster, and like it. Just I didn't like the way he left the Cubs. He seemed like he was like, oh yeah, that's I'm done with that. Like let me come back to the Arizona Diamondbacks where I'm beloved. And it's like, yeah, go ahead, go to the easy like job, like go to the desert, like like enjoy being like on a like a more obscure team. Like I yeah, so I I he rubbed me the wrong way because I can find a reason to get mad at any. Baseball-related person, and that's my reason for getting mad at him. And and yeah, it's just like oh, great for my granddaughter Jenny. Like get out of here, just sing the damn song and get out. Go get sing the song. Don't say go Cubs. Like rude, rude, rude for the Cubbies. Get the hell out of there. Throw your hat and just get out of Chicago. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Okay, okay. Well, uh, Jeremy, you were happy. Something you were happy about is that Jason Hayward was in the lineup.
1: Something I would have never said in in the previous three years. Y- yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I was glad to see him in the lineup um, because Bryant was playing right field, and they could have rested Hayward or whatever, but he, he, he was in it. And he almost – he gave about the hardest crack – off the bat the whole game I would say yeah like no there was no way a home run was being hit today no. but like he gave it the the wild the biggest ride uh it, it just came up short because Catel Marte made a great catch yeah
0: yeah uh it, it was a great catch and Catel Marte sort of uh, uh redeemed redeemed himself, himself um because he he got totally turned around on a ball like right <laughs>
1: before that right before that on off of Wilson Contreras' bat like he did that thing where like it was hit off the bat and he's like he's like tracking he's like crouched down tracking it and it's like what are you tracking, dude? The ball is is currently flying over your head. Yeah. And then he like gets and then he's like oh shit, you know, and then he goes back for it and then he like turns around again and, and kinda of sets himself and it's like, nah, dude, still going. Yep. It's still over your head. Yep. And then like it just like, you know, short hopped the wall. Yeah. Like, like
0: he looked like a dog chasing his tail at one point yeah, while he was trying to track that ball now. It's It's
1: funny to see like a, a outfielder just get so turned around that they look so bad. Yeah. And that's what happened on that play. But then to his credit, he redeemed himself.
0: Yep. Um, uh, Jeremy, you had something to say about Kyle Schwarber's walk-up music. I want to
1: talk about Kyle Schwarber's walk-up music real quick. Like he plays this one song that almost sounds like the theme song to like Silicon Valley, but uh-huh. then there's this like soulful woman's vocal to it, which like I hate. I, it's I this song sucks. I don't know what it is, but it's like the woman's singing like. Ah! And it's like, like the music. I, I, I hate it actually. Um, but this year he started coming up to he. That song is still there, by the way. He's rotating, but he's starting to come up to "Cult of Personality" by Living Color. Do you know? Are you familiar with that song at all, Jack? Not really. So "Cult of Person" or I mean, uh, "Living Color" was like a, a, I think a four person like all black uh, like punk band uh, from the late '80s, early '90s. And uh, they're, like, badasses. They're, like, cool dudes. And, like, it was cool, like, because they were playing, like, punk rock, like, when, like, you know, most black uh, musicians weren't playing that kind of music or whatever. And so, like, they're a cool band. And, like, I'm, like, wondering how uh, Kyle Schwarber stumbled upon this song. Yeah. it's it's it, 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 And it's, like, an old song. It's from, like, 89, maybe? Wow. 88? Yeah. Um, Cult of Personality. It's about, oh. like, like, BS, like cult leaders, like, preachers or whatever. And I think there's probably a, a shot at, like, organized religion. Um, and it's, like, I just don't know how he came up with this song. And I, I'd be interested to, to find out. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to kind of call that out. And uh, that's something I would have tweeted about. But we were at the game, so. For sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, something that's uncool, Jeremy, is Merrill Kelly's name.
1: Merrill Kelly. I mean, it's, like, you know, as, like, neither of us are parents uh, – um you know but like uh we haven't i as a parent having a kid uh you you have a responsibility to your to your kid to to give them the best life possible right so one thing to not do is name your son Merrill i would say
0: yeah it's right it, up there it's
1: not good and i apologize if there's any merrill people listening <laughs> maybe it's developed you into like a, a badass like boy named sue type of situation for sure but you could also have just not named your son, Sue. You could have just named him Stu, even. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but it's better than Sue. No, no. Uh, but so, Merrill, it's like... We were trying to figure out, like, why... Like, I Kelly, I'm assuming he's an Irish yeah. descent with the last name Kelly. And Merrill sounds like an Irish name yeah. like, for a guy or whatever. I, I, so I could see Merrill being an Irish man's name or whatever. But it's like, are you that... Do you, are you that fill, filled with Irish pride that you're going to name your son Merrill?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you think of Merrill Streep.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a good Merrill. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if they... Maybe his parents are, are thespians and wanted him to be go into, you know, the stage and screen or something.
0: Possibly. <laughs> well, there, there were, the Diamondbacks have a catcher named Carson Kelly. So, like, uh, Tori Lavulo robbed us of the chance to see a Kelly Kelly battery.
1: Yeah, exactly. The Kelly girls. I mean, girls.
0: come on. But uh, yeah, so, we
1: missed that. He did get in the game later, and he did, uh,
0: he did. Failed. But uh, Matt Cook was pitching. Uh, yeah. So Matt, Matt Cook, uh, yeah. you know, y- you go from one bum to another yeah. uh, on this Diamondbacks pitching staff. And so after the after the game, we left because Co- so uh, Kelly went three and two thirds innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cook went four and a third. So clearly, uh, they just didn't. They basically conceded the fact the Diamondbacks did, that they were just going to lose this game, and so they didn't want to use another pitcher. Uh, Cook, act- uh, Cook actually got an at-bat in, at bat in the, uh, the eighth inning with one out. Uh-huh. So, you know, when your relief pitcher is batting in the eighth inning with only five outs left to go and you're down yeah. five runs, you're just, you're just telling everybody that you don't think you're going to win this game.
1: And he's already hit, too. This is his second yeah. at-bat.
0: It was the second at-bat. So they wasted two outs with this guy, he struck yeah. out both times. He yeah. did not have a good line. Four and third innings, two earned runs. Yeah. um but uh so jeremy we you know he finished the game and uh, i didn't have time to fill out uh his his score his line his uh on my scorecard yep. uh, after the game yeah and so uh i i was thinking about it i was like it was before you came over before we recorded i was like ah, should i should i do this now and i i kind of i kind of felt the way uh tony soprano feels in that one episode of the sopranos where uh he's talking to dr melfi his uh psychiatrist and he says like i was watching the movie seven and I, I suddenly just realized, like, why am, I, why am I watching this? Like, what is this going to do for my life? So he turned it off. And I was like, I, I almost felt like, why, why should I, like, give the 90 seconds it'll take me to fill out Matt Cook's line to Matt Cook? Like, yeah. why you know this guy is such a, a, a nothing. Like, why am I? Why am I doing this? Why? Yeah. why? But I ended up. I ended up
1: doing it. But. Sure. Yeah, you got to fill. You got to complete the scorecard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still haunted. We went to so many games last year, Jack, that I'm haunted by uh, incomplete scorecards. Yes,
0: I, I truly, Jeremy. I mean, uh, the fact that I didn't get Anna Mengel's name in that White Sox scorecard haunted me for like a couple days until I got around to fixing
1: it. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's the life of a, a scorer. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny to like to 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 weigh who you—who was a bigger bum and who you hate more, Merrill Kelly or Matt Co- Cook. Yeah. Because they they both made a very strong case for for taking the title. They did. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, God, there's just a bunch of rejects in this Diamondbacks lineup. Yeah. Just a bunch of bums.
0: Wilmer Flores. Uh, Wilmer Flores, Jack,
1: I, I got to say, uh, I mean, right off the bat— uh, Another crier, Jack. Yeah, I know you're yeah. not... That's he's someone the, you know. There's
0: no like. crying in baseball. Like, nobody told that to Wilmer Flores. <laughs> yeah, just, he, I mean... Yeah, well, he didn't want to go to the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, And now exactly. he's on the Diamondbacks, who <laughs> suck. So that's what you get.
1: I like that. Don't... Yeah, definitely. I, I, I appreciate the uh, the grudge holding on that. but yeah. Uh, yeah. He should... He. Yeah, now he does have a reason to cry. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's just another Diamondbacks... 2019 Diamondbacks bums. Yeah. Uh,
0: so they had him. They had Eduardo Escobar, a uh, mm-hmm. twins reject. Yeah. Uh, they had, uh, uh, well, Nick, Caleb Joseph.
1: Yeah. Nick. I will throw Nick Ahmed in there, yeah. there even though he came up with the D backs, I believe. Uh, he did. But just a bunch of, like, light hitting middle infield bums.
0: Yeah. And, and then they got, uh, well, Adam Jones and Caleb Joseph are two uh, Orioles cast offs. Yeah. Uh, the Orioles just didn't want to re sign Adam Jones. Yeah. Uh, I guess rightfully so if they're rebuilding. Yeah. And uh,
1: John. Jones' class act has had a great career, like he's retired to the desert, um, yeah. so more power to him. I'm he's glad actually he got, having a good year. Yeah, I'm glad he got signed, I'm glad he's on a team. That's a guy that they could probably trade at the deadline, actually. Probably. So. Um, oh, know, did they
0: sign him to a one-year?
1: I'm not sure, but even yeah, they, They'd probably still trade him. Yeah, I think he signed so late that I'm sure, it actually probably was a one-year, and like uh-huh. either, either still, so I'm sure it's a good contract like that they could probably... Deal. So. John
0: Ryan Murphy was on the roster, Ugh. although we did not see him. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was bad, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, they they the Diamondbacks got nothing. They're not going anywhere this e- year. Even
1: if uh, uh, Jake Lamb was healthy, which he isn't, nope. it's still a bad team.
0: It is. It is. Um. So yeah, uh, very very unimpressive. Um. Uh. And yeah, they look they look bad. I didn't like I said to you earlier, Jeremy. I didn't. It never really felt like they had any chance
1: no. in that game. No. And uh, even more so, you didn't mention Christian Walker. Did you? Oh no, I did not. So like a perfect example was this Chris Bryant double this quote unquote double mm-hmm. uh that he had in the second inning, I think it was. Um, the wind was crazy and like there was a foul ball like uh to like first base, uh down the first base line, and it went ended up going like it looked like it would have just barely got into foul territory, but the wind blew it like, I don't know, thirty rows up into the uh box seats. Uh so it was clear that the wind was swirling around. So Chris Bryant pops this ball up to like shallow center field and like the the shortstop goes out for it, I think. Um and uh was it the shortstop or the well, second baseman? Jeremy,
0: it was the shortstop, the second yeah. baseman, the center fielder and the first baseman. And the baseman. first baseman,
1: right. Yeah. And so when it clearly got past the shortstop, let's say um Nick Ahmed and then like he was going for it and he actually fell down, which is just pathetic. But like Christian Walker was just standing there and like he had the best play at and like they just played it completely wrong if you had even looked at the even if if you have any sensation in your body where you feel wind, uh they should have known that and like it, it was just a poorly played uh, ball, poor strategy by a poor team.
0: Yeah, and then there was another uh, play later in the game where there was a pop up between the uh, the uh, Triangle Middle. of the uh, center fielder, the second baseman, and the shortstop. Yeah. Uh, it ended up being a play between either the shortstop or the second baseman. Nick Ahmed made a play for it, but yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. Wilmer Flores was right there, like almost going to make the catch too, and like Ahmed. Like, uh, put his arms out after the play was over. Like, you know, get away from me. He, he walked,
1: he like caught it and just walked the ball back into the infield. Yep. Like, usually they joke about it and like they're like, they'll talk at something. He just had nothing to say to Flores and no. just walked away from him, threw the ball back to the pitcher, yep. and went back to his position. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so. Yeah. Other than that, kettle marte uh, catch in center field, like it was just a poor showing by the Diamondbacks, uh, top to bottom. Yeah, right? and
0: uh, Jeremy, we didn't even know who their coaches were because they don't put the coaches on the scorecards anymore. Yeah.
1: So you know, again, first day of the year or first game of the year, it's always uh, new surprises. And like the Cubs changed their scorecards again, uh, back to like the way it used to be before last season, which had the, the very roomy scorecard. Um, and this one uh, just. Uh, it's 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 pretty standard. It's 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 smallish. There's nine slots, um, and it has the rosters, but but yeah, no coaches. And like I can't help but but wonder that that's. I I would hope that that's just an oversight. Yeah, maybe they'll fix it. Like if people uh, complain enough. Um, but uh, but it was it was it's it's bad like yeah so we couldn't look up who the the base coaches were for yeah. the Diamondbacks.
0: It's always good for a laugh to see who those guys are. Yeah, it's um, always
1: some like fringe player from the '90s yep. uh, from our childhoods who yeah. like uh, you know we can kind of joke about or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but
0: not not to be today. So we'll have to go look on MLB.com and see who those guys actually were.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, that about. Uh, wraps it up i think yeah um, yeah we start we started
0: with scorecards and we ended with scorecards there you on go this one so perfect
1: symmetry all right um and uh not too bad on the time but this was a this is a super sized episode
0: it was uh yeah so we'll we don't know which game is going to be next but we're going to try to <laughs> we'll get at you with another one
1: yeah we'll be back at the ballpark soon enough and uh yeah it'll be it'll be good we're looking forward to you know expanding our, our horizons again getting to some different parks Jack Carlos Zambrano is going to be playing for the Chicago Dogs, so if that doesn't get us out to the ballpark, I don't know what does. Yeah,
0: he's probably uh, on the
1: internet as we speak. Yeah, yeah, trumping himself up, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, uh, that that's that does it, uh, I guess. Uh, so we'll catch you next time. Uh, I'm Jeremy Dionicio, and I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll see you.